Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... LCS Hockey. I just can't wait to get to you, because, girl, you know just what we'll do. So much love for you, it's overflowing. Captain USA of podcast, it is the LCS Hockey Radio Show, brought to you as always by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, I got your cannonball right here. Yeah. All right, Mike Dell, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Cannonball run two tonight on the show. Yeah. That's what we're discussing. Yeah. Good, jo- good job with the intro music, Larry. But I got to say that theme song was terrible, right? I mean, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> now, do you know who that is? I didn't know who that was until today. Uh, it sounds like Kenny Loggins. <laughs> no, that is Menudo. Oh wow! I, I mean, had no idea. I was like, oh, this is Menudo. They sang the Cannonball wow. Run theme song. That is crazy. Yeah, Ricky Martin. Oh, of the three movies we've done recently on the show, Midnight Madness, Hamburger University, and Cannonball Run Two, I think Midnight Madness had the best theme song. Uh, oh yeah. With Midnight yeah. Madness, <laughs> starts to get to you. Yeah, it's like kind of right. disco-y. They were coming out of the yeah, disco era yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's a yeah. disco sound to it. This uh, the theme song for tonight, very eighties. I mean, that's a very eighties sounding song right there. Um, yeah, wonder if uh, 1984. So yeah, yeah, right. That that, that that's the best year ever for movies. Um, <laughs> wonder if uh, that dude, whoever uh, is watching Bunts, Beverly Hills Bunts, wonder if he's going to be watching Cannonball Run two in like a month. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, I don't even know who it was. Just some mm. random guy. I don't but know. It, it seems like someone's ripping us off. They're watching Beverly Hills yeah. Bunts now. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mike <laughs> Dell finds a gem on the on the on the YouTube, and then all of a sudden, somebody else is like, "Oh yeah, I was going to do that anyways." Like, no, you weren't. Uh, I didn't know about okay. Bunts. That was all you. Yeah, I don't think anyone knows about Beverly Hills Bunts. No. Um, is there anything else to discuss at the top of the show, Larry? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I got nothing. I have a um, terrible headache right now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because we were talking right before the show. The weather here is just a train wreck. It's like uh, it'll be. It's been raining pretty much nonstop for the last week. But then it, when it stops raining, it, it gets real sunny out, like it's spring. And then today it was snow flurrying a little bit. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. More than a little bit. I got up this morning to take Ziggy out, and I got to the door, and I looked down, and I go, I literally went, what the fuck happened? My entire, like, our cars were covered, 
The oh, roads wow. were covered. The the lawns were all covered and everything. Just the roads were clear. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this bullshit? I just cut my grass the other day. So yes, I had to um, I had to go up to the store to get some food and shit. So I clean off my car and stuff. Uh, you know, I let it warm up. I drive up to the store. Uh, you know, I go in. I shop. I'm in there like 20, 30 minutes. I come out. The fucking car's covered again. I was like, what Whoa. the fuck is happening? The uh, the parking lot was all icy and shit. <laughs> that sucks. It was crazy. And I'm like, I just cut my grass. How the fuck is it snowing? How was the grocery shopping? It's getting weirder. Uh, now, <laughs> now when you go to Walmart... Uh, they they're counting people as they come in the door, and and they're only letting certain amounts in. So if you're if you okay. get there like later in the morning, ten eleven o'clock, you're, you're waiting in line to get inside. So I go early, but then I've started to notice now. Uh, I'd say a good seventy five percent of the people in the store have masks on at this point. Wow, it's just it's creepy. Oh, I I still now, haven't gone have with the mask that. yet. I have, like, we've had, like, uh, the neighbor made one for us, and Nick's dad had oh. one made. But I, well, I haven't worn them. I feel stupid wearing it. Apparently, uh, I believe we still have some uh, in the cabinet here from when my dad, you know, was on hospice care and stuff. And they had, like, that was part of the mm. stuff they give you, you know. So, now, are you wearing them if you go to the grocery store or your mother? I'm going to the grocery store tomorrow, and it'll be the first time I've left the house in two weeks. So, mm. I don't know. We'll see. I'll play it by ear. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking, it's getting creepy out there. Yeah. But how how's the food supply? Um. Well, like today I, when I went up there, they had really, I went up there, uh, I want to say Wednesday. Maybe it was Tuesday, but Tuesday or Wednesday, they, re- they had no beef. There was nothing. Um. It was Wednesday because I got a new grill this week, and I was like, well, I'm going to go get oh, steaks because right. the grill's coming. And I went up to Walmart, n- no beef. They had, like, some ground beef if you wanted to make hamburger patties, but there was no pre-made hamburgers, no roasts, no steaks, nothing like that. Today they had a couple roasts, but still no steak, no hamburgers. You know, it's it's still, like, kind of scarce. The toilet paper and... Paper towels are in in abundance there. They have plenty oh, of that. Nice. But now, yeah, but they're running out of, like, you know, beef. And, uh, like, you know, there's still really no hand soap. You can't really get that. What about uh, tofu? Yes, all of it. That's all and they good have. good bean? Yes. Yeah, it was right underneath the tofu. Yeah. The tofu. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'll... Uh, Go shop tomorrow. Uh, see how that goes. Um, yeah, we're going in the morning. Okay. Nick wants. Nick's like, you got to get off the. You got to get off the show by eleven because if we're going shopping at seven in the morning, you got to be done. And I was like, well, <laughs> hopefully the Ed doesn't call. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, once the Ed calls, it that's it. That's it's over. That's that's a twelve o'clocker. I talked to the Ed this week, and uh, he he actually had some stories. It seems like some people in his family have the coronas. Oh. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Well, um, you got to stay the fuck like home, pe- man. Like people back in Indiana, not in Vegas with them, but his relatives back in Indiana. But, uh, well, let me ask you Coco, this, too. 
Coco's not doing good either. He he doesn't have the coronavirus, but he has a bad hip or something. Oh. So. I think he's got mm. an injured paw right now. I don't know what's going on. He's been mm. licking it. I don't know if he got stung by a bee. or I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's better than yesterday, mm. but still. Uh, let me ask you this. Right before we went on the air, you were like, uh, I'm trying to record my voice with Audacity. Like, what, what, yeah. What's going on over there with your technologies? <laughs> oh, I was just trying to see because the way we record Flea Market Fantasy, uh, it, we just use Skype, and I try to use another program, but it always, you can always hear Mike L in the background faintly, uh, so it screws stuff up. So I tried to use Audacity, and I could still hear you in the background very faintly. Oh, I see. So then we get like an echo effect when we when Mike L tries to put them together. So we just been using Skype, but ideally we would record our vo- voices separately and then merge the tracks. You know. Yeah. But huh? It's a lot of work. Like I don't know why yeah. Mike L wants to do all that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm you guys sure, get a lot of listeners. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure five, six listeners really don't care much about audio quality. So I bet you have more than that. I mean, comic books are a more general, like, more people are interested in that. Like, people see the name of this show, and they as soon as they see hockey, like, they're like, eh, fuck <laughs> it. Even though it's, you know, Cannonball Run and Midnight Express and shit, it's like, eh, hockey, I don't give a fuck. But people see, uh, I talked know, to Pat comics. Piccarelli today. I talked to Pat Piccarelli, yeah. and uh, he's, doing, he's doing good. He's doing good. You pick up another doctorate or anything since the last time we spoke? <laughs> no, he's staying yeah. inside. No. Oh, I bet that's killing yeah. him. Yeah, he said he's getting a little sick of being in the house. I was like, you know. I love it. All right, I know, not a problem for me. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't, like, <laughs> I can't think of a, like, I, it's almost like I can't envision going back to work at this point. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never going to make it when I have to go back. It's just I won't be able to hack it anymore. Did he ask about me? Yes. Yeah, nice. He's always thinking of his buddy Larry. <laughs> but uh, All right, I see uh, the Ed is not on the line, but I see I do mm-hmm. Tuffy and Jay. Would you like to? That's Hall of Famer oh. Tuffy to you. Oh, yeah, that's, I had no idea. Bring Tuffy on. Let's talk about this. Alright. Toffee. Hello. What's up? Hey, are you ready, Toffee? We're bringing you on early. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote my Hall of Fame acceptance speech in the comments yes. because um, apparently that's a thing I have to do. Yes, yeah. Uh, for those who are not aware, uh, yeah. Larry, Toffee, and I are in a uh, WWE Champions faction together and uh, a little mobile game on the Android and I phone and whatnot and apparently larry broke the news to me right before the show that tuffy is now in our faction hall of fame you made the hall of fame tuffy how does that feel yeah pretty low bar well Well, tuffy i am not in the hall of fame (laughs) and i have like the 11th best roster in the faction of 100 yeah but how many times have you ground out 12 hours of locks lockbox matches yeah that's what got him in But I am like a 50-time women's tag team champion title holder. So I should well, be something. According to the thing, Tuffy has won the most championships of anybody in the faction ever. <laughs> what? Yeah, because he well, won like couple, 28 uh, lock boxes, and then he's won like I got some titles. mixed match showdown championships. Yeah. Uh, I, I was gone now in the new updates. Yeah, the women are all gone. Is it in just the men showdown, showdown now? Yeah. 
Yeah. They said they're going to rotate in some women eventually. Like, they'll, a couple weeks, the women will show up or something, but not regularly, yeah. which sucks because Oscar's my best player. <laughs> so that's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Tuffy. Now, were you yeah. surprised, Tuffy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, did you log on? You're like, <laughs> what the fuck is all this? Why is my I got a Facebook up? message from uh, the Swamp Dog at, like, 10 o'clock today about go check out Facebook and accept your <laughs> Hall of Fame or whatever, and it's like, I'm at work. I'm busy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, well, most people aren't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, when Larry's at the Hall of Fame, and I wrote his in, his induction speech, like, to introduce him. Um, There's an induction so speech? They, they didn't do that this year. He changed it up. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. He just Trump announced who yep. was in and then just allowed everybody to just say what they wanted to that person as opposed to somebody roasting them for three and a half paragraphs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I just got the Undertaker up to four-star gold, so, you know, things oh, are going good. Pur- purple? Yeah, yeah, purple Undertaker. Right. Yeah, I have my four-star gold as well, yeah. He's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Um. Yeah, I guess you put Miz on him, right? Miz to break those silence charms. No, I do the. Um, I do a submission combo with uh, Bray yeah, and kind of like Zombie Kevin Owens. I'm not a huge fan of the submission one. Huh? I don't know. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, all right. So. uh so you're basically Ric Flair. You have the most titles of everybody in the faction. Yeah. Styling and profiling over here. Woo! <laughs> Woo! You know, go to get right. my private jet, ride my limo, and whatever else. Uh, so we're going to be talking Cannonball Run 2 tonight, Tuffy. Have you ever seen it? No. I've never seen Cannonball Run 1. <laughs> uh, really? Well, he's younger than us. He missed that window. I know. He's he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of guy, right, Tuffy? I bet you've seen Teenage <laughs> yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen the cartoons. I've seen the movies. I've seen it all. Yes. That's his era. Well, um, let's bring Yeah, Jack you need to get into, like, uh, 90s movies for me. I think there was at least three, but maybe they got one of them. Jank? What? In our divorce settlement. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting divorced? <laughs> I didn't know you were married. <laughs> no. Sorry, uh I was on the playing Xbox with my cousin. I don't know why. Oh. Do you want us to let <laughs> you go? Yeah, we'll yeah, let you go. No, no, it's good. Well, we don't wanna... <laughs> What's up guys? Is, Pete? Is this Pete? Yeah. Yep, him and Nick. Okay. His brother. Did Pete ask about me or <laughs> yes, what you were wearing. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, were you playing on the Xbox? Uh, we're playing the Sea of Thieves. Yeah, it looks Don't like uh, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto, but with <laughs> pirates. Yeah, kind of. Uh, oh, I like pirates. Kind of getting loot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks kind of... I know Mike Dell would like that. Oh, monkeys. Yeah, I always like monkeys. Yeah. Put Kyrie Sane on monkey. Yeah. Give him a hook hand. I'll put Kyrie Sane on me. 
<laughs> Listen, dude, you got Oscar. You can't take them both. You only get one. I get the other one. It's true. <laughs> I got dibs on EO. Don't be greedy. All right, you can have EO. I'll take Kyrie Sane, though. And I'll take my EO. So, Jank, have you seen – oh, Larry, by the way, uh, there's a Mia Yim uh, movie on Netflix now. Um, yeah, I think – I don't think she's – I think she's just in it for a minute, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, she's like a, one of the wrestlers in it. Some, uh, about yeah. a little kid wrestler becomes a champion or something somehow. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets superpowers put on a mask. It's like the mask, but with wrestling. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lucha yeah. Libre. Looks like, like Mike with wrestling. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Good concept. And uh, I know Mia Yim's in it. Who else is in it? The Miz, probably. Big Keith Lee. And apparently he sings and he's very good, from what I hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Seamus. I think Seamus is in it. The Miz. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Probably Big Show, I would think. <laughs> well, he's got his own show on Netflix now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was probably already there. He probably showed up for an episode or something. He's probably in a, you know, a scene somewhere. Have you watched the Big Show show, Larry? No, I have not. It looks too young for me. Like It looks more <laughs> geared to like a younger audience. It looks like a TGIF kind of show. Yes, and I'm 46. <laughs> uh, Jank, have you ever watched Cannonball Run 2? I watched it today in preparation for this episode Wow, nice. I've never seen the first one so I was very confused <laughs> Well, yeah. if you saw the second one you just saw the first one It's the same shit <laughs> I, I saw the first one way back when I was a kid but <clears throat> I can't remember anything about it so, I mean, I haven't seen it in like 40 years. So, uh, Larry. So who won one? the first one? Was it Burt Reynolds and Dom Dowies? No. Adrian Barbeau, uh, right? Who won? Adrian Barbeau won the first one. I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in so long. <laughs> the first one. I haven't seen it anywhere in a long time. Yeah. The first one's anyway. better, though. The, the second one, oh, after yeah. watching it again today, it, it's long and it's not that funny. Good. No, no. <laughs> not at the, all. Uh, well, we'll get into it in a minute here, but the, the guy who wrote the first one also wrote Smokey and the Bandit one, and then he did not write Cannonball Run. So, Oh. Yeah, Ooh, Smokey and the Bandit's actually a good road movie. No, Hal Needham so did write this one, <laughs> and he directed this one, I think, and he wrote it with two other. The other guy who was uh, – Blake Yates or Blake something or Yates or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I'm Fair guessing uh, very good. That, had a, that had a big influence on this. <laughs> the fact that it was a different writer. Now, this movie has uh, moments. Uh, yeah. Sure. When Mary Lou had her <laughs> there was some very short oh moments here. Did That's she moment. not... She is like... You know, if I had to like name my top 11... <laughs> Movie ladies ever like all she time, really? one of, yeah because like wow looks so good with just like in that outfit like you know the nun outfit with the like just the face like because her face is her face is magnificent. Wow. So you attract Mary Lou Henry when she's dressed as a nun. See, I thought oh. was... <laughs> she looks so good. Sorry, she, she has a great uh, face. I. I disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could see that. I, I listen. I got I got weird things and quirks. Yeah, about let, me. Let, 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 
But when she yeah. walks out in the shorts, I mean, a good face is great, but... Oh, no, no, she looks great there, too, but I'm saying, like, just her face could draw, draw me in, like, that. that's <laughs> definitely a woman for me. Hell yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right, well, let's let's talk uh, some background here on the uh, Cannonball Run, too. Um, the writer of the first... Brock Yates was the guy who wrote the first one. Mm. Brock Yates. And he did oh, okay. not write this one. 1940s boxer Brock Yates. Yeah. Cool. 28-9. Uh, again, this came out in 1984. And the first one came out in 1981. So even though it's three years difference in the <laughs> releases of the films, in, in the film uh, chronology, it's one year later after the first film when mm-hmm. this one opens. Right. It had a $22 million budget, and it grossed yeah. $56 million. So it made money. That's good. Yeah. The original had an eighteen million dollar budget and grossed a hundred million, so yeah. it's about half as well. Um, Larry, did you know that Burt Reynolds was the top box office star from nineteen seventy eight to nineteen eighty two? Each year, <laughs> I could, that sounds five right. years in a row. Yeah, I, I believe that. Hell yeah, I love Burt Reynolds. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't love him as uh, much so as I love Norm Macdonald's impression of him, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, Apparently, Burt Reynolds has changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, Turd Ferguson. Turd yeah. Ferguson is my name. Nineteen eighty-four. Burt Reynolds is only the sixth biggest box office draw when this movie came out. Jank, can you name the top five? Nineteen eighty-four. Ghostbusters. Well, well, this top stars, like the top box oh, office Oh, top stars, stars of 1984. Uh, yeah, these the people who brought in the most box office. That Bill year. Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray is number two. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy is number four. Um, well, it's like uh, Family Feud here. Three Lancers on the board. Four. Uh... Anthony Michael Hall. Chevy Chase. <laughs> no. Larry's got two X's. Yikes. Hmm. Awesome. So There's one obvious one. one. If you think about it, it the number three one's kind of obvious. Like a, a big famous guy from that time. So. From the eight. So is number one. Hmm. Probably don't. Big box office draw in 84. But, uh, all right, you're not going to get it. Uh, no. At number five... <laughs> Sally Field. You guys are stupid. Who? Oh, Sally. Wow. Five. Sally Field. Yeah. What was she doing in '84? Uh, yeah. What was she doing in '84? Uh, probably like uh, Norma Ray or oh, Norma Ray, like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four, uh, Eddie Murphy. Number three, yeah. Harrison Ford. Number uh, two. Oh Murphy. yeah. Number one, Clint Eastwood. And Clint Eastwood. He, Clint Eastwood has been the top box office draw, I believe, six times in his career. And, like, this one in 84, I think he was also one in 83, and then he had two in the 70s, and then 93 as well. So that's quite the span from the 70s to 93. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is big top guy at shit ton. So. I love Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They're pretty good. Yeah. 
So, uh, again, the, the premise of uh, Cannonball Run is a, a cross-country car race uh, for a million-dollar prize. That's basically the premise. <laughs> and You think uh, that's the premise, but they don't yeah, get but to that until really probably 45 minutes into the yeah. hour and 45-minute yep. movie, uh, and then they quickly <laughs> get derailed from that. But, Larry, are... the female – I'm sorry, Larry, but the female star in this film is probably uh, Shirley MacLaine, which is weird, and then Mary Lou Henner. Or like the two yeah. top females, probably. Yeah. And the ma- the person who was supposed to be the star was Jacqueline Smith. But yeah, all right. They replaced her with Shirley MacLaine. Well, Jacqueline Smith backed oh. out of the project. I guess she I had second thoughts. <laughs> but uh, but that's quite the step down from Jacqueline Smith to Shirley MacLaine in terms of yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like did uh, did then, Burt Reynolds and Sally Field break up by then or? I couldn't see it in this. Probably. Yeah, probably. I would think. Um, but, like, that's pretty rough, Jacqueline Smith. Because Farrah Fawcett was the in the first one. So Jacqueline Smith, the second, Charlie's Angel would have been, you know, nice. But, uh, yeah. She was always my Shirley favorite angel. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Jacqueline Smith. Looking hot. She's hot as fuck. And then oh, it's yeah. bad enough you have Shirley mm-hmm. McLean, but let's give her, like, an old lady haircut, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shirley is one of those people that I always think of as old. Yeah, yeah when you think of it, we need a sexy star. Yeah, uh, let's get Shirley MacLaine. Nope. If Shirley MacLaine was eighteen, I'd still be like, "Is this lady 70? <laughs> yeah. This, this movie also they even had her not wear pants in one scene, and it wasn't even working. It helped a little bit, but not much. Um, <laughs> the final film appearances for Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, Frank's good. In and this to movie. let you know, to let you know what kind of movie yeah. uh, we're dealing with here, Roger Ebert gave the film half of a star out of four, and he called it <laughs> "quote one of the laziest insults to the intelligence of moviegoers that I can remember." <laughs> Sheer arrogance <laughs> made this picture. Ebert's co-host of the TV show at the movies, Gene Siskel, also gave a harsh review of the film, calling it a total ripoff, a deceptive film. That gives movies a bad name. Cisco even named it as his least favorite film he had ever seen during his <laughs> At The Movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Interval Run 2, I praise it. But I, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets like 13% approval, I think. Yeah. Um, so, And it's all yeah. warranted. I Let me say that right yes. off the bat. But keep in mind, I saw this as an 11-year-old kid, so this was awesome to me watching this movie as an 11-year-old kid, you know. So that there's more nostalgia wrapped up in this than actual, like, you know, appreciation of film, because this movie sucks. But I, watched it twi- but I watched it twice, so I don't care, in the last couple of weeks. All right, Larry. It's really uh, just straight from the bottom. You, why don't you start off the, the recap, Larry? Where does the film begin? The opening credits and all that. The film begins with, like, uh, Ricardo Maltoban chewing out Jamie Farr, who are supposed to both be Arabs, who neither well, one wait of a them minute. are. Is that when it starts, or does it start with the opening credits and the montage of the girls driving the Lamborghini? Uh, Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, yeah, the theme song's playing, and they're, you know, fucking playing cat and mouse with the cops, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was girls. so dumb. It makes are no sense. Susan Anton and Catherine Bach. So, yeah. Jank, why don't you describe what happens in that scene? 
Uh, they're driving a what looks to be a white Lamborghini. Uh, they get some cops chasing them. Uh, they're leading them on this big chase down some, you know, deserted highway. Uh, they they turn off somewhere and get the basically a, a, take, someone takes a power washer, sprays off all the dirt or whatever that they had making the car look <laughs> white. So it's now a red Corvette or Lamborghini, and uh, they immediately just go antagonize the cops again. <laughs> yeah, yeah what's the, the point of this guy's in the car? Yeah, <laughs> it made no sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and even if you do nope. change the color, I mean, what are the odds that two Lamborghinis yeah. on the same highway? Yeah. You would probably stop them anyway, just say, hey, let's go. Yes. Like, if it's a it's Ford just, uh, like Taurus, two you could get away with that. Like, there's a lot of Ford Tauruses around. Yeah. But Lamborghinis, not, not that often do you see. I've only seen a Lamborghini <laughs> one time in real life. And and again, the uh, the lady here, Susan Anton, is driving, and Catherine Bach is the passenger, both famous 80s TV ladies. And uh, they're dressed in, like, these full-body, like... Uh, Jumpers. What kind of material was, yeah, what kind of material like, is that, though? Like, like uh, I don't know, that 80s shiny vinyl... Uh, yeah, like rayon, or is that what it is? Yeah, whatever know. it is. Now, yeah. in the it, first they film... Look good in it. In the first film, these same characters were played by Adrian Barbeau and a different lady. I can't remember her name right now. Um, and Barbeau, they actually won the first Cannonball Run, I believe. Okay. But now, who who just, is Susan Anton? I don't know who that is. She was on a lot of TV shows in the 80s. Like, she, I can't even really think of what she was on, but she was just a constant presence on 80s TV. <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. those people. Like Falcon Crest or one of them kind of shows. I guess I could look her up and tell you, but uh, yeah, but because I didn't know who she was, you know, like they, you know, like her and Catherine Bach, and I'm like, well, I know Catherine Bach because that was my first celebrity crush as a kid, no doubt about. Oh, really? <laughs> I never liked Catherine Bach. I was oh never into God. her. Daisy Duke. I was way never a fan. Like right oh, now yeah. in this film, who would you take, uh, Anton or Bach? In this film, Bach, Bach. Yeah, I'd still go Anton, I think. No way. Catherine Bach would be even better that... in this movie. Than I just don't think I was... I was never into her too much. I don't know why. Um... <laughs> I would have been way into her. But not for that long. <laughs> Maybe eight to nine seconds. <laughs> uh, like, she was on... She was in a bunch of weird TV sh- movies that I've never heard of. And then she was in, like, The Love Boat, um, The New Mike Hammer, The Hotel, uh, okay. that TV show. Yeah. Uh, she was on It's Gary's Channeling Show one time. She oh, was an Anton. Ooh, nice. Uh, this is the theme to Gary's show. I love <laughs> Murder, she wrote. She was on an episode of Night Court, Quantum Leap. So, yeah, she just did all that kind of stuff. But, um, the 80s rounds, yeah. Yeah, she's like 5'11 or something, you know, real tall. Uh, I bet she was on an episode of Hunter. Uh, no, but Fred Dwyer is in this film, you know. Yeah, uh, I saw him. <laughs> uh, she was also on Baywatch, a recurring character on Baywatch. Never watched right. Baywatch. Uh, she was on the Larry Sanders show with Susan Anton as well. So look at that. Don't fuck. Oh, Don't nice. Fuck this up. <laughs> she was on the Ben Stiller show. Has Susan Anton. <laughs> I'm Ben. I'm Ben, and it's my show, yo. <laughs> uh, all right. Kind of like how Tony Dan's always play someone named Tony, but she's always playing yeah, yeah. Susan Anton. He's also in Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, in 2016. Oh, nice. You'll get done. All right, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's the opening credits. Now, the the thing that pissed me off about that scene, besides the logical nonsense about the cars, 
or the voiceovers of the cops talking. Yeah. They were just yes. so terrible. They're like, I think two hot whole... girls driving them cars. Yeah. yeah, boy, let's get them. <laughs> like, yeah, it was real corny and shit. I think that whole scene would be much better without the voiceover. Just let the, you know, action speak for itself. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. All right, Larry, yeah. so then we get to the Sheik, right? Yeah. Part of month of yeah, yeah now he's chewing him out because he lost. Yeah. Because apparently they have a reputation in the desert of being fast. They're fast. But he, Jamie Farr is bringing shame to the family because he didn't win the Cannonball Run. So Ricardo Montalban tells him, you got to win the Cannonball Run this year. And then he's like, there's no Cannonball Run this year. And he's like, you buy a Cannonball Run. And he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Now, who is the blonde-haired servant guy? Like, who was that dude? In uh, is, is he somebody famous? Is that like was he on Coach? Yeah, that's not that guy, is it? He was. No, no, no. He was the guy on the TV show The Virginian. Yeah. Um, Robert McClure, I think his name is. Okay. He just looked Isn't familiar. Guy? Was he? Was he in um, Roadhouse? Trying to find him here. Like, was he one of those henchman guys where he's like, "I'm really sorry about that, boss." No, no, I really no. no that's not him either. Okay, right. I don't think that would be a real theme. It seems like every week there's somebody who is in Roadhouse as a henchman. <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> uh, I can't find his fucking name. But I figured, like, I well, he's got to be somebody famous because he's pretty prominent early on in the movie. But uh, you know, I don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, I can't even fucking find him on IMDb. Right. The cast list. That's all right. Yeah, when I was looking at the cast for Cannonball Run, I couldn't figure out who he was in the cast. I'm like, well, he's I don't not, think he's hey. listed. That could be okay. Why. Well, there you go. <laughs> even he was like, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, just go ahead and leave me off of this altogether. Like, you can leave my scenes in, but don't put my name anywhere. I'm good. I don't need tickets to the oh. premiere. No thanks. I went to type in the uh, the Virginian TV show, and I typed in Virgin TV show, mm-hmm. and it got me. It got me Jane the Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, Jane the Virginian. A little different. The Virginian cast. Right. Well, talk amongst yourselves while I look this up, Larry. Yeah, Jake, what's up, man? <laughs> oh, not too much. Living the life. Yeah. You watching the Shield? No, I haven't watched The Shield. Yeah, yeah I, I get going. I know, I know. I'm so lazy, man. But Larry's so busy with work. Or <laughs> the world oh, pieces wait. itself back together. Yeah, I was putting the grill together <laughs> at one day for an Beating hour. off to Catherine Bach. Oh, yeah. Uh, his name is Doug <laughs> McClure. Doug McClure. And um, he... Uh, He's another like Susan Anton. He was on like Magnum PI, The Fall Guy, Airwolf, okay. uh, Too Close for Comfort, Cannonball Run to the Master, Simon and Simon, Hardcastle, McCormick, Fantasy Island, Scarecrow, Mrs. King. Holy fuck, he's on every TV show ever on. Chips. <laughs> oh yeah. You pretty much so, did yeah, every he... show Susan Anton didn't do in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, they just rotated in and out. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah stipulated the contract. Take this half, I'll take that half. Thing. Yeah, he he was never in Roadhouse, though. I don't think that's... Uh, that's All right. Yeah, I just figured he'd be somebody more famous, and I just but didn't I, know who he was. I think he's pretty funny in here because he's uh, he's Jamie Farr's slave. Yeah. And, uh, like, every time his dad... 
like he doesn't slap Jamie Farr, he slaps his slave instead, right? And then <laughs> Well Jamie Farr slaps the slave, you know, and then he says a thousand thank yous. But then at one point they both slap him at the same time and then he says two thousand thank yous. And it's yeah. It has moments. And then later in the film, someone puts a gun to Jamie Farr's head, and he says, how dare you put a gun to my head? And he just moves the gun over to his slave's head. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Farr's good in this movie. Yes. There's just so many plots going on in this movie. There's so, so yeah. many. He's got a storyline. an A plot. There's just uh, like six or seven <laughs> half-hearted piece-of-shit plots, but not really one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's 45 minutes and they're still introducing characters. They're like, yeah. the nuns yeah. don't come in until probably like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's not good. All right, so basically, yeah, so the Sheik buys a cannonball run. He's going to fund this cannonball run race. Now, the thing about the cannonball run, Larry, which I think confuses the people, is it's a race across country, but it's not who finishes first necessarily. They have to clock in and clock out. So then they have to do math and figure out who took the fewest, you know, got there quickest. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't a finish line. Whoever crosses first wins. Yeah. Oh, because and, they stagger when you leave? Yes. Yeah, but I I think that, obviously, there would be uh, complications if everyone leaves at exactly the same time, but I think that would still make it more dramatic, though, right? Because in the first film, mm-hmm. if I recall, Larry, they just – like the winners just crossed the finish line and they won. They didn't even worry about everyone else clocking in and out, you know? So they kind of yeah. like fucked it up. Uh, yeah, I can't even, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the first one all that much. I do remember like a mad dash to the finish line like they did yeah. in this movie as well. But yeah, like you really, said, like everybody, nobody leaves at the same time. Everybody takes a turn. So you just punch your clock and then you take off in your car and then the next guy goes. So that's, you know, like that's what you're saying. Like at the end, it, just because you came across first doesn't necessarily mean you won. Now, don't you think this would have been better uh, if <clears throat> maybe we just get a scene with uh, Reynolds and uh, Dom DeLuise? Because uh, Burt Reynolds is J.J. something or other, a stunt guy, kind of like a uh, Super Dave Osborne, it seems. And DeLuise is his buddy. And they're going to run in the uh, – what's his name? Victor. Victor, all right. And and of course his uh, alter ego Larry is Captain Chaos. Yeah, Captain Chaos. But then Captain Chaos has an alter ego that's Captain USA. Yes, that was in the first movie. And at the end of the first film, it looks like Deloise and uh, Reynolds are going to win, but Captain Chaos saves a kid who is drowning. Right? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Think. Right. Anyway, no, no, I don't. I don't remember. I don't <laughs> yeah, remember it keeps Um. All right. So, uh, what are some of these other teams, Larry? What, what I was saying was, I think it would have been better if we just introduced Reynolds and Deloise, and then bang, we get right to the race, and then we introduce the other characters during the race. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you could definitely meet them on the road, like getting because you know, the, yes. Yeah. This this movie is an hour and forty five minutes, and like Jank said, we don't get anywhere near the race until a good forty five minutes in. Yeah, and it is bad. Yeah. It is bad. Well, so you mentioned first the girl 45, team. Yeah, the girl team. So the first forty five minutes, we introduce all the other teams. Uh, so after the chic, we get a scene of Deloise and Burt Reynolds, which was ridiculous. Would you like to explain that one, Larry? That scene. Uh, well, if you're referring to the fact where they're going to drop. 
Dom DeLuise out of like a bomb-looking thing? Is that what you're talking <laughs> yes. about? But then Burt yeah. Reynolds ends up getting in, and then it like crashes yeah. through an airplane and a barn, and it's like a cartoon almost. And you hear yeah. him in there like, oh, ah, oh, 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 ah, yeah. You know, it's like that kind of <laughs> shit. It's pretty lame. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty, pretty lame. Um, now, now, and then... Jank, well, I mean, Jank, was this your first experience with Reynolds and DeLuise on film together? Did did we lose Jank? I don't know. I think we lost. Let me look at the switchboard. Uh, hey, I'm back. Jank, oh, there, there he is. is. Back. Talking now, to Pete. Was this, <laughs> was this your first experience with DeLuise and Reynolds on screen? Because they were had a, they had a famous uh, friendship back in the day. Yeah, I knew all about that, but I had never actually seen them in a movie together. I mostly knew Don DeLuise from, you know, like, game shows or something like that, I think. <laughs> I've never actually seen him act before, and I was not too impressed. <laughs> oh, see, I love Don DeLuise. I think he's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, he I, I started getting, like, a weird tick every time he would say J.J., like it would just annoy <laughs> the crap out of me, and he says that a lot. Uh, I guess that's one of the reasons why Jacqueline Smith pulled out of the show, uh, the movie, because a lot of this movie was improvised, like just them goofing around on camera. And you can tell because the writing is shit. But uh, I guess Jacqueline Smith didn't want to of that. <laughs> so she just said, I'm out. But, uh, All know. right, well, not one for the improv. What happened? Uh, after that, uh, who's the next team we get introduced to? I don't know specifically what order they put him in. Uh, I mean, we meet Jackie only Chan seen and like Richard Steele last week. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm playing games while it's on and shit. I'm not necessarily watching sure. it. Um, we meet Jackie Chan and Richard Keel, who are like, they have like some kind of high tech. Japanese sort of car, you know, like the Mach 5 almost. It's not super fast or anything, but it can, like, turn invisible, and it has, you know, sonar. It goes underwater, and it's got Pac-Man. So <laughs> they're one of the teams. And then you got Tony Danza and, and, and say, Mel Tillis. Uh, you mentioned Richard Keel, though. Uh, just for those who don't know, that's Jaws from the James Bond movies, uh, the yeah. big guy. And, uh, yeah, Jackie Chan. He was in Billy Madison, is happy. Too. Yeah, Happy Gilmore's Her, boss. Yeah, Happy Gilmore, <laughs> and, uh, not Billy. Happy Madison. Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. So well, then, uh, the you mentioned in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can count on me. He, yeah, he goes after Shooter. Yeah. He's got the nail on his head. Um, yeah. And then we you got Meg uh, Tillis. Tillis. Mel Tillis. Yeah, and Tony Danza, who are, I guess, cousins. They're cousins, yeah, and they both go to see their uncle who owns a car dealership, and he ends up, like, giving them this limousine with a monkey. And, and the and uncle right. is played by Goober from the, uh, yeah, you know. Goober Andy and Gomer show. all in one movie. Yep. It's not Gomer. It's Homer. It's Homer Lyle. It wasn't Gomer <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> but the monkey they have is an orangutan, and that is the same orangutan who was in Going Ape with Tony Danza in 1981. Oh. Wow. Oh, is, that. is that Clyde? There's a real on-screen romance. It is not Clyde. It's okay. a different orangutan. Yeah, how about right. that? Because this, this guy was only in like three things. Uh, Going Ape, an episode of Chips, and Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> oh. Was nice. it the father of Suzanne? <laughs> I have Suzanne. no idea. 
<laughs> um, we also got Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. They're a team. Uh, yes, and we got to talk driving. about this because when we first meet, uh, we first see Dean Martin. He's in his hotel room. Sammy Davis stops yeah. in, and Dean Martin's about to make sweet, sweet love to a girl who's about sixty years younger than him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he that makes poor a dry lady. martini. He makes a dry yeah. martini. <laughs> he, <laughs> Just two empty glasses. Dean Martin was Dean Martin was sixty-seven years old here, and I think was I believe that really? girl was yes, and I believe that girl was twenty-four, twenty-three. He played her. So that poor, poor woman. I mean, <laughs> well, they only <laughs> kissed on the lips a little bit, like a little peck. He looked pretty good. Yeah, for she probably got paid seven. Well. You thought he looked good for sixty-seven? Yeah, he looked exactly sixty-seven, and not. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think he looked bad at all. Jank, did he look like a guy nearing his seventy-year-old yeah, well, birthday? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was kind of in that range where he could have been anything from fifty to seventy. But <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> if you look closely, whenever he uh, he would walk on camera, there'd be people chasing with shovels in the background because they wanted. To, he thought he got <laughs> out of the grave. He's he's very old. Uh, well, I was, like, was going to say something else. Looking uh, about Dean Martin, sixty-seven. Oh, well, Jake, you've seen more movies than me. Is this the movie with the most old people, not counting Cocoon? Because there's a lot of old people. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, it's all the old like TV stars that they could drudge up pretty much. Yeah, just an abundance of senior citizens in this film. It is <laughs> yeah. crazy. Who knew they were so into drag racing across country? <laughs> yeah. Especially like um uh especially the the hitmen. Like Abe Vigoda, yeah. that Frank Silva guy. Those guys were all like nine hundred years old. Like who's afraid <laughs> of those dudes? Like the guns all shaking and shit when they're pointing it at you. Fifty <laughs> fifty you hit me or you. I mean, I'll take my chances. Yeah, they're like a godfather uh spoof. Yeah, Alex and, uh, Rocco and Abe Vigoda. Yeah. It was yeah, cool if they very... had a lot of the Godfather people in there. That was cool. Yeah, there are a few. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it gets very they convoluted totally rip because... off a Blazing Saddles joke. Where they're just like, the guy's What's... talking about like all the, the things that they're involved in, and he says prostitution twice, and he's like, yeah, I like prostitution. Oh. That's the I same thing they did in uh, Blazing Saddles, where they're just like, they're reading the one guy's rap sheet, and it's like, rape, murder, arson, and rape. And he's like, you said rape twice. <laughs> I like rape. <laughs> huh. Don't even remember. Um, yeah, so, he, so I guess in the first film, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. dressed as priests, but in this film, they're dressed as cops. Yeah. And they're on the run from the henchmen because they owe $30,000 to Charles Nelson Riley. Uh, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but yeah, they it is confusing they because they're not yeah. even his henchmen. They're somebody else's henchmen who they're come to help henchmen. out. Okay, is that his dad? All right, but Charles Nelson Riley plays Don Don. Yeah, the son of the mm-hmm. real Don. Yes, played but by Don. Don Beloise in Shadow is the real Don. Yeah, yeah. So who's, it's who's like Don Beloise is uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah. And good impression. Charles Nelson Riley would be like Michael Corleone, kind of. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good impression. I thought it was too. And like that, that point where he's like, "This cat is dead. Get me another cat." <laughs> like I thought that was good. 
Oh, a boy. I don't know. There's moments. Like, I, I always like so, yeah. Tom DeLuise. So, yeah, Dean Martin and Sinatra, or, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. owe 30 grand to, to Charles Nelson Riley. So they get his dad's thugs to chase them down, but then they tell his thugs that they got, they're in a cannonball run with the Sheik, and the Sheik has a shit ton of money. So the thugs now want to kidnap the Sheik because they owe, because Charles Nelson Riley owes like $9 million to Telly Savalas. Yeah. So they have you to know. pay off. T- it's so fucking confusing. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's I, I, I'm, I'm so confused with the relationship between Charles Nelson Riley and Telly Savalas and Dom DeLuise, and it's all muddled. I don't yeah. know. You, you just have one. Just have one group of people you owe money to, not three. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hear you. It's weird. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Telly Savalas mm-hmm. is also in here playing a bad guy, but he's not in the race. Um, the the thugs are not in the race. Dean Martin and Sammy Davis are. Uh, is there anyone else? I didn't know oh, that all Telly Savalas' thugs were all bald. That was that was good. Oh, I didn't even know that. Like bald yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they took their hats off and they were all bald. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we should also mention, when you talked about Tilla Stanza and the, uh, the monkey, they're driving this white limousine with the monkey out front. And it makes it look like the monkey's driving. Yeah. But the actual steering wheel and everything's inside the car. Yeah. But, uh, comedy, Larry. That is comedy. Yeah. Monkey Mel Tillis is car. stuttering in this. Like, now, was he a stutterer in real life? Because he also stutters yes. in... Mm-hmm. Yes, that's his gift. The that was his thing. That's what he's oh, most okay. famous for. Yeah. yeah, but then when he's saying he would lose the stutter. Yes. Hmm. That is correct. Like British people with their accent. <laughs> Where the fuck's your accent go when you sing? You sound like you're from fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> are, are there any other uh, teams? Is that pretty much it? Or uh, Let's see. Who else? Is there anybody mm. else? Yeah, we got Jackie Chan and Richard. Yeah, I think yeah. those are like the main teams. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Now, uh, Joe there Biden are other teams in it, but they're all side characters that you never really see. You just see their cars get run over or wrecked or whatever. Yeah, because Catherine Bach and Susan Anton, their gimmick throughout the movie is their cars keep breaking down, so they have to keep like, hitchhiking with other people, and then they take their cars. So eventually they end up with uh, Joe Theismann. Yeah. Super Bowl champion Joe Theismann. I, I actually thought Theismann. he did a pretty good job of acting as Joe Theismann in this. Like he, he yeah, he's good. all right. <laughs> yeah, he was fine. But I guess he like what was the movie Bradshaw did with them? Remember, was that Stroker Eight or what? What did he do? Bradshaw was in Smoking the Bandit. Oh, okay. I think he may have also been in, but uh, so I guess he was supposed to like be that kind of football guy again because Bradshaw was popular the first time in Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. So like, oh, get another quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's Joe no Green Dick Buckus in, there. in uh, Hamburger. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's no <laughs> Dick Buckus. But Theismann did just win the Super Super Bowl, like, what was that, 82? Did they win? 82, uh, 83? Right. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't even, like, I, I thought maybe he was still just almost right out of college when this movie came out. No, he'd been in the Super Bowl twice by then, lost once. Holy and hell. And won. Yeah, 83, I guess. Or was that it? Yeah. Uh, who fucking cares? All right. Anyway, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not hilarious in this. Nobody is. <laughs> um, 
any other prominent characters show up or prominent actors? Uh, uh, oh, and well, John Tim Conway play uh, a yeah. chips officer. Yeah. And they get beat up by the. That was something. <laughs> Jackie Elam's <laughs> in this. The doctor from yeah, the first movie. Yeah, who is that movie. guy? Who is that guy? He's just an oh, old yeah, character actor from the 50s and stuff. He was in, uh, he has maybe like my darling Clementine or one of like, he had a big role somewhere, I think. I know he was in an episode of two of the Twilight Zone. But he plays like the, he, he played the same character. He was that drunk doctor in the first movie, except he was with Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and Farrah Fawcett. But this time yeah, he hangs out with Jamie Farr and the blonde slave. Uh, uh, wow! I thought he was on Lost, the TV show. Now he was in something called Lost in 1989. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell! He's, I would have remembered if he was on Lost. Simon and Simon. Oh, he's on Webster. Two episodes of Webster. That's nice. <laughs> Fantasy Island. I think everyone in this film was on Fantasy Island at one point or another. Yeah, I think every. Yeah, yeah. of course they had. That they had maybe Reynolds. Hey, he he was in the Apple Dumpling Gang. Rides again. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought he had some kind of... Yeah, he pops up here and there. He's like never the star of a movie. Oh, he was on Gunsmoke a lot. There you go. Oh, there you go. Bonanza. Wow, Gunsmoke and Bonanza. I love that. Yeah. The Virginian. One of the Virginian members on here. All right, anyway, that's who that guy is. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. What else is there to say about this? I, I don't know. <laughs> there's two, There's two like, roadside gang fights. Oh, yeah, like, Jackie, Jackie Chan. Jackie a bunch of, like, health angels. That yeah, he gets fun. into a motorcycle gang. Then there's the big fight at the end where they're all fighting the gangsters and the monkeys involved and Captain Chaos. Yeah, the monkeys. And, it's dropping the people's right hand on people, but or yeah. the monkey's right hand, I should say. Uh, yeah. But the the fight with Jackie Chan, uh, how? What are the odds of this? He, they show up at this fruit stand where these uh, Hell's Angel gangs is like terrorizing everybody. So he beats them up, and there just happens to be a smoking hot Chinese girl there. Yeah. You know? um, ancient, so, ancient Chinese secret, Mike Dell. Yeah, and then they start, you know, uh, falling in love immediately. But uh, now. Does Jackie Chan look that much different to you than that he does, like, say, five <laughs> years ago? He looks well, the same to me. Like, he doesn't he look like younger, he really he... aged. Oh, he's aged quite a bit, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not around as much these days, I think. Yeah, well, that movie he was 70, in The Foreigner or something a couple of years ago? That was probably the last time I saw him, and even that's probably been three years now. He seems like a good dude. I don't know. Yeah. Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu was one of the best Nintendo games. Never played. What was it called? Jackie Chan's Kung Fu. <laughs> Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that game. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Huh. Hey, uh, Jackie, first game Jackie Chan's birthday was three days ago, and he turned sixty-six years old. Wow. Okay. There you go. Love you. Love you. <laughs> um. Hmm. Chan. Looking at uh he's got a bunch of movies in uh that have been announced or in post production and pre production. The last movie he was in was Vanguard, two thousand twenty. Oh wait. What? 
the climber, the Iron Mask, 2019. Guessing that's <laughs> anything slated for 2020 may or may not come out this year yeah. or ever. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Um. What else? Uh, yeah. There's, so there's not. Oh, well, we, well, we should mention Shirley MacLaine and Mary Lou Henner are dressed like nuns, but they're really what strippers? No, they're, they're actresses. Just actor? Why are they? But they're running. On, they're on the run from somebody, right? Because why are they dressed like nuns? Because they were at rehearsal. They but go on their lunch. I got break. the impression that they're like Vegas showgirls or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, it's more uh, like that. Like strippers or showgirls. But, uh, All right. Oh, yeah. I but I thought Mary like they were. Honestly, Shirley McLean keeps it on. Like there she was that scene where the cop. Where the cops were like chasing them, and it seemed like Shirley McLean was nervous. So I thought maybe they were on the run from the law for some reason too. But um, I mean, maybe yeah. there was another storyline that they cut out so that the movie wasn't two <laughs> hours and thirty-eight minutes. Probably <laughs> <But, laughs> smart move. Uh, but but they're in a diner to have lunch, and they and uh, Mary Lou Henner just says, "I want to get out of this. Oh, I just want to find someone rich and have a family." And that and she hears Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds talking about winning a million bucks. They're like, oh, here we go. So they yeah. latch on to them. And Mary Lou Henner goes right for Dom DeLuise. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> like, like, I understand, like, yeah, Burt Reynolds is probably too old, but Dom DeLuise is too fat and old. Yeah, old and fat. You think Burt Reynolds would you be got like, a shot, uh, You think he would just shove Dom DeLuise out of the way and take Mary Lou Henner and say, you get Shirley MacLaine. You know? Yeah. But, nope. Burt Reynolds is swooning over Shirley MacLaine. Well, hey. Somebody has to. Uh, Burt Reynolds was 47 here. So he was like one year older than you, Larry, on, uh, in this movie. Well, I'll be 47 soon. So how about that? Yeah. How old was Shirley MacLaine? 67. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, uh, Shirley MacLaine. Mother. You, you know what I hate about my uh, my tablet is the screen always jumps, like when because mm-hmm. the ads don't come in right away. So then I click something, and, but then the screen jumps and it just did it again, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's all right. Somewhere else. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. She was born in '34, so this uh, Wow. What she was. Years old in this? She looks all right for fifty. Well, she, how old? She looks damn old. good for fifty. <laughs> Let's see how old Mary Lou Henner was in this movie. I just she was born like fifty-two, so she would have been what thirty-two in this movie. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> prime Mary Lou Henner. But oh wow, I am God. shocked. Shirley McLean is fifty years old in this, so yeah, she looks great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the, you gotta remember this is a fifty in nineteen eighty four. You know, a lot of ladies weren't taking care of themselves the way they do no. now. You know? Yeah, no, no. So no. Yeah, she looked really good then in those shorts for a fifty year old yeah. lady. Holy fuck. Yeah. All right. How about that? Um <laughs> When you have to grade it on a scale, though, it's not saying a whole yeah. lot. I, I but, long story short, the the monkey wins the movie. 
or wins the race. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess Reynolds was, Reynolds was 48 here. Uh, not, well, depending on when it was filmed, I guess, could be 47. But anyway, um, yeah, so the the big race, uh, what else? Frank Sinatra shows up at one point. And, mm-hmm. uh, Playing himself. I thought he was fine. He was fine as Sinatra. Um, and then had no she, idea. Could, she had no idea who he was. Like I said, I was like, Nick, you know who that is right there? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you don't know who that is? And she's like, is that Kelly Clarkson? And I said, no. Because <laughs> that's, that's a long joke. That's a long-running joke we have in this house about Kelly Clarkson. But I was like, that's Frank Sinatra. And she's like, that, that's not what he looks like. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he looks like because that's him. And she's like, that ain't him. And, but, yeah, she didn't she But no he looked idea. exactly like Sinatra. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm like, well, what do you think? And he sounded like, like him, too. I was like, well, what do you think he looks like? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, do you think he looks like your brother-in-law? Because he doesn't. <laughs> oh, that's right. People, don't, people may not remember this, but uh, Nick's brother-in-law does like a Frank Sinatra imitation, right? Like he performs a Sinatra. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why she just pictures her brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah but no, <laughs> he doesn't really look like him so much. <laughs> So I do a dynamite Rick James. <laughs> but you look like Rick James. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's true. I'm a super freak. Super freak. So yeah, I don't I don't know. This movie's just a train wreck. Like there's it's no It's not good. Like the race is completely secondary to everything. Yeah. At least yeah. Midnight Mad. Yeah. The, the scavenger hunt was always front and center. You know, always front and center. The scavenger hunt. But this it's like the the race is an, like an afterthought. Because there's a big thing where they got to rescue the sheik from the the uh, criminals there, the the Godfather people. But then the sheik just makes a deal with them. He buys, he gives them money to buy some resort. So that doesn't even go anywhere. And then nope. they resume the race. But they risk their lives just to get the prize money back, so that only one of them could win it. <laughs> doesn't seem well, like a good the, good gamble. But he does double up the prize money then. So they all race to the finish to see who can win it. And you don't get told who the winner is until the very end when Ricardo Montalban is talking to Jamie Farr, his son, and he says, because they're going to race back across the country the next day. And he says, this is the last cannonball run I am financing. You need to win this. And he says, don't worry, Pop. I got the driver who won today to be my driver tomorrow. And they go to the car, and it's the monkey. Oh, my goodness. Now, here's, bam, the bam, thing, bam, bam. here's the one thing I don't get about the – the whole aspect of <clears throat> Ricardo Montalban is not going to finance this fucking race. Now, he's so ashamed he's not going to finance this, which is like, what, a million bucks? He's not going to give like the prize money a million dollars, right? So, like, Jamie Farr's all like, well, i got to win this race and shit because my dad, you know, I'm shaming the family, and he's not going to finance this shit. But then at the end of the movie, when Charles Nelson Riley says he needs $9 million, he's like, well, I'll give you $18 million so you have petty cash laying around. <laughs> so what are you worried about daddy financing you a million bucks to run a fucking race across the United States? Like, you got all kinds of money. It didn't make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah. Um, they didn't really think that out. Yep. I, I, think, no. I think the father... I, yeah, I guess the argument would be that the father wanted fun anymore just because his son was doing so poorly, and the son didn't want to disappoint his father, so he only wants to win it if his father's money's up for grabs. You know, like he doesn't want to just do it on his own. But it really makes no sense. So. Yeah. But what a setup for Cannonball Run 3. 
Well, that's the thing, Jake. There was a cannonball run three, although I had no idea. Really? And Larry didn't even know. Uh, it came out in 1989, and it was uh, depending on sometimes it was branded differently, but it was Cannonball Run Three Speed Zone, and it starred like John Candy, Eugene Levy, and a lot of those folks, like SCTV kind of folks. Huh. Um, I like Eugene sounds like Levy. it would be better. It's Calm on YouTube. Down, it's on YouTube <laughs> for free, so we could watch it for next week. Cannonball Run Three Speed Zone. I'm in. Yeah, all right. I'll watch it. Jank doesn't seem enthused. <laughs> well, he got burned on the first one. But... <laughs> yeah, you'll be first lost. It's hard to find, man. I don't know where to watch it at. Yeah, it's apparently not on any yeah, stream. They're trying to bury it. Because like, oh. I remember it popular... being much better, though. Like, it's funnier. Yeah. The race it... is more a central plot of the movie than anything else. Yeah, like, I, I mean, think on Rotten Tomatoes, the first one gets, like, 61% approval, at least, I think. So. Yeah, I think good. there's, like, they have side shenanigans going on as well, but the race is always, sure. like, the main, everybody's always worried about, like, hurry up and eat so we can get back on the road and that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That's what this should be. Oh, oh, actually, Cannonball Run, the first one, only gets a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. <laughs> Seems hard. But <laughs> it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same as the second one. You know what I mean? But, but <laughs> Larry, like I can't remember the first one at all. Really, does it open up like the same way this one does, where the like the forty-five minute introduction of characters, or is it like the race right away? I don't remember. I really don't. I would start it a lot earlier and just have them do any diet, you know, exposition they need to do on the road. Yeah, while they're yeah. in the car. Absolutely. Um, and I would have just. Forgot all that stuff about the sheep being kidnapped. Just make it the race. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. the race. Yeah. Uh, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is sixty-one percent. Oh, nice. So that's what I was thinking. That's solid. Uh, anything else about this, Jank? Any memorable scenes? What was your favorite scene from Cannonball Run Two? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There was something I, I did like earlier, but I can't even remember what anymore. I was very confused. I, I, since you guys have seen the first one, what is going on with uh, Dom DeLuise and his superhero costume? Well, that that uh, that has something to do with the first movie. It's yeah, a much bigger storyline in the first movie where he has this alter ego named Captain Chaos, and when he becomes Captain Chaos, he's fearless and he has, you know, he can get the job done because he's not a pussy anymore. <laughs> so that that's all that is. But it, Why does he keep calling himself him? Yeah, I, I don't person. know. Because he's like, it's a split <laughs> personality, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I guess Weird. my favorite scene would be, uh, I, I like the monkey, of course. Anything with the monkey was nice. Um, but yep. really, Mary Lou Hunter walking out carrying the beer in the shorts, and that's pretty much it. That's and in the outfit. That outfit really wasn't doing it for me. Uh, but the it short, was, no. shirt, yeah. <laughs> it was doing it for me. Let me tell you. Like if she would have just painted <laughs> her fingernails or whatever and threw some lipstick on, I would have just jizzed. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get uh, You got such a low bar. <laughs> I do. I know. I don't. I don't need the much, world. Man. Must be your oyster. <laughs> it really is. I can go to the grocery store and come home with material. <laughs> yeah, because again, it wasn't even. 
it wasn't even a sexy nun outfit, you know, like a Halloween uh-uh. costume. A sexy no, nun. no. <laughs> no it was just regular old nun. <laughs> That's why he really hates that all these masks, people wearing masks to the grocery store now. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Robbing you of material. Yeah, so I don't know. Cannonball Run 2, 1 out of 10, Jank. Uh, I'd say a 2. Yeah, Larry? <laughs> I'd go a little higher than 2. I'd maybe go like a 4 out of 10. It's definitely better than Hamburger. <laughs> I think I'd rather watch Hamburger the movie. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you ask me what I'd want to watch again, man, I might go Hamburger because at least you know, there were naked ladies in it. So that's something. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you already have Mary Lou Henner in it, though. Yeah, but she doesn't <laughs> get naked in here. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give the Hamburger two songs. Two? Two? Without the Menudo <laughs> Cannonball Room. America. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll give it a two as well. So. Uh, not a good choice, Cannonball But oh. maybe next week, Speed Zone, and it's on YouTube, so Tuffy can watch it. Can't wait to get Tuffy's feedback on Speed Zone. i got to write this down. I'll never remember. What is Speed Zone? <laughs> Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, none of the famous people are in it. Just, um, <laughs> well, there's famous people in it. Just not these famous people. Yeah, but not not like these famous people from these. Yeah. Even Burt Reynolds was done with it. He's like, fuck this. I think you could tell watching this film that Reynolds was already done with it when this was being made. He, he didn't seem <laughs> all that enthused. Oh, the, there's also a, a scene we didn't talk about where Sammy Davis Jr., Burt oh. Reynolds, and Dom DeLuise dress up as like uh, uh, what, geishas or what would you call them? Not geishas, but... Uh, yeah, like... Uh, not dancing, kind of like a belly dancing. Arabian women. Yeah, that's they all belly. I guess would be a way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that was the one, probably the thing I got most out of this movie was when they would show like Sammy Davis Jr. and like one of his eyes would get real wide, but the other one wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, oh, I think they did one a little joke. Good time. They did a little joke where he's looking through the yeah the door or something. Martin, but he looked through with his glass eye. (laughs) That that scene was also good. I I like that as well. (laughs) That little look into the fucking keyhole. Hey, hey, Larry, uh, Cannonball Run 3 came out in 1989, and the only holdover is Jamie Farr. He plays the Sheik. Yeah. All right. Uh, He must have won that next one, then. Peter Boyle. The other people in this film are Eugene Levy, John Candy, Peter Boyle, Donna Dixon. Joe mm-hmm. Flaherty, uh, Michael The Fink, Smothers Brothers. The Smothers Brothers, uh, Brooke nice. Shields, Alyssa Milano, Carl Lewis. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He's <laughs> probably running. <laughs> he, he plays jogger. <laughs> Matt Frewer's in this movie, Mike Dell. Oh, that's sweet. The who, that's the guy who, who? played Max, Max Headroom. Oh, all right. <laughs> Not bad. What the fuck was that show? I like anyway. that guy. Oh, John Schneider <laughs> makes a can. Oh, nice. It's a good mm-hmm. old boy. And Brooke Shields apparently won the Worst Actress Award from the Golden Raspberries that year. For the film. <laughs> Melody Anderson in it, too. Who? Melody Anderson, who plays uh, 
Oh, what the fuck is her name in Flash Gordon? Like the main woman. I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, okay. Though. Yeah, but not the princess. But the no, lady. not the princess. No, like the American lady he gets shot up to yeah. space with. Uh, Dale Arden in Flash Gordon. Yeah, Dale. Yeah, that's her name. You know? Um, I was going to say... Oh, uh, Cannonball Run 2 was nominated for eight Razzie Awards in 1984, and it didn't win any of them. Oh, my God. It lost out uh, Bolero, that Bo Derek movie. It pretty much swept everything. <laughs> Except for best actor, <laughs> or worst, worst actor, and that went to Sylvester Stallone in Rhinestone. Ah, <laughs> you created a monster. Come on, who doesn't love that? greedy. Jank, have you listened to um have you listened to any of the Hollywood Babylon home shows that they've done the last uh, I listened weeks? to the first one. I had kind of fallen behind on the other ones, but yeah. I did listen to that first one. Is any good? Uh, I mean that one was a lot of talk about the virus and stuff, so Yeah. That show needs to know. Yeah. Hollywood Babylon. Some of the home ones are good. They're all right. Yeah, it depends if there's you know if there's other stuff to talk about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to that uh, Jay and Silent Bob quarantine commentary that he did? No, I did not. Uh, I did listen to that. Um, there wasn't a whole lot I got out of it, but he did mention that he's planning on when uh, Jay's daughter gets old enough that they'll make another one <laughs> where she'll play Harley's daughter. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> And Grandpa Jay will have to go help them out or something. So that'll be interesting. Hey, Mike Dell, uh, uh, Jason Hughes named his daughter Logan after Wolverine. <laughs> All right. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty great. Yeah. I'm trying to. All right, uh, are, you, are you Googling? Yeah, I'm Googling up some other Razzie Award winners from that year to see if. Uh... <laughs> Well, sounds like yep. Valero got most of them. <laughs> uh, Peter O'Toole was also nominated for Worst Actor for Supergirl. And uh, mm. ooh, <laughs> Burt, Burt Reynolds was nominated twice for Cannibal Run 2 and City Heat. Ah, uh, uh, not City Heat. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, Faye Dunaway was nominated for Supergirl. Uh, Shirley MacLaine was nominated for Cannibal Run 2. Burt <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Shields for Sahara. Tanya Roberts for Sheena. Queen what about the hottest nun, Mary Lou Henry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst musical score. This film was uh, Cannibal Run was not nominated, so they love Menudo. Wow. Who did uh, Bolero <laughs> again? Won that one, and Bolero won worst new star. What for Olivia Diabo? Oh, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. That's Karen. Oh, Wonder 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 oh Karen no. Yeah, yeah they said worst new star. She was nominated for Bolero and Conan the, the Destroyer. She was in both those. I don't know. I never got into the Conan movies. What the fuck? Uh, Apollonia is... was also nominated for Purple Rain. Ah, oh, not Apollonia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Apollonia was bad in that movie. No. You should never go after Purple Rain. Fuck you, Razzies. <laughs> uh Worst, Larry, worst original song, 
Prince, Purple Rain, for the song Sex Shooter. Mm. <laughs> Sex Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> and I if it was going to be something, then it should be that Sex one, shooter. probably. That was, I think, oh, oh, oh. Uh, the song that he... Remember he, they put that girl group together with uh, Apollonia and her yeah. friends or whatever? I think that was their song. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say, it's not even on the album, that song. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, Larry, do you know the worst original song from that year, according to the Razzies? And they uh. called Dragenstein. Dragenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rhinestone. Yeah. They they had two songs nominated. Also, "Sweet Love and Friends" was also nominated for Rhinestone. Hmm. I don't know if I remember that song specifically. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the worst picture did go to Bolero. The other nominees were Cannonball Run Two, Rhinestone, "Where the Boys Are," which oh, I don't yeah. know what that is, and Sheena. <laughs> I remember. Was it called "Where the Boys Are" '84? I think was the name of that movie. Uh. I think they just because I think it's a remake the of like titles a, just, yeah the official where title the is just are. where the boys are but they people probably call it eighty four just to designate it but, yeah I never saw it I think it's like a beach yeah. movie or something maybe looks like it there's four girls in bikinis holding up a dude on a beach Lisa Hartman's yeah. in it I remember uh, yeah Lisa Hartman she was on uh, what was she on Dynasty or Hartman? something. Lisa Hartman, mm-hmm. I don't know. Wow. So, anyway. All right. All right. The Razzies. Yeah. I don't ever got some <laughs> purple rain. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a travesty. All right. So, uh, anything else, Jank? Have you been watching anything else? Um, Not really, I don't think. Um, Better call Saul. It's been getting real good, Pat. Uh, <laughs> Larry, Larry, have you been watching anything? Yeah, we Nick and I watched. Um, <clears throat> since we got that CBS All Access, we watched Big Brother Over the Top. Oh, which aired, yeah. Guess, probably like three years ago, this aired or whatever. Yeah. But it was it was on CBS All Access. You had to have all access to watch it or whatever. Yep. And it was exclusive to that channel when it aired. So I was like, fuck it, let's just watch it. it. It's short. I think it's only 12 episodes, 15 episodes. It's not that long of a season. Yeah, they only have like one episode there, a week, I think. Yeah. I, I seem to recall there were a couple good-looking girls on there. If I there were a lot of good-looking girls on there. That was the one with Shelby. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Shelby. If you like young <laughs> white girls, this was a good show for you. There was a lot of young <laughs> white girls on this yeah. show. Like all like twenty one, twenty two year olds just fresh out of college. They were all really naive and just idiotic as as all get out. But if you like that sort of thing, you know, I would have fucked them all. But like they they were dumb as fuck. But um, were any so of we them wearing nun outfits? No, no. But one of them did put like a French maid outfit on for for a little Ooh. while. She had to be like the head of yeah. household slave, and that was I was happy with that. I, I remember the Shelby <laughs> girl now that I'm, yeah, she was smoking hot, yeah. 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 Did you watch Over the Top, Big Michael? Fan. I think I watched the first episode because I think they gave it to you for free or something, or you could sign up for CBSO Access for a week preview, and then oh, I Oh, yeah. It. Okay. Um, 
I'll be honest with you. I liked it. Like it was something different. Uh, they, it, it's a different setup. Like America's very heavily involved in this game. Um, yeah, it's never a good thing. But it, it's fine. Like if that's the route you want to go, then make it real. Like it was over the top. There was so much bullshit and fucking twists and turns and. Oh, we're adding this little fucking wrinkle to the game now and that sort of thing. And that's fine. Like, you want to call it over the top, then be over the top with it. So I didn't mind. Like, I'll allow that kind of shit if that's the, you know, the premise you're setting up from the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, the one thing I enjoyed about this is every episode was like a full week in one episode. Like, you saw who won a head of household, then who they nominated, who won the veto, and then who got evicted. Somebody got evicted at the end of every episode. So there wasn't a lot of drag out with them just sitting around talking and shit. It was a much shorter season. I think they were only in there ten weeks or nine weeks, something like that. Um, but, like, what they did was they had a head of household who would nominate two people, and then America also nominated a third person. And then every week, America also voted on who they wanted kicked out of the house based on what nominees were left and stuff after the veto. And they also did the, like, the nominations were a little different where, like, they split it up. Like, the head of household would go upstairs and they had, like, a, like, they had a, a, uh, a wall, like a big uh, fucking wooden thing on the wall with everybody's picture on it. And then, like, if they were safe, they would just hit the button of the picture, and then, like, this little device, like, they were at Chili's, lights up around their neck, and they're like, oh, I'm safe. <laughs> but they they split it up. Like, if, you know, they'd only do, like, okay, uh, today you're going to, like, make three people safe, and then tomorrow you'll make four people safe. So, like, there was a little oh, yeah. different element to it that, that I liked. There was no jury in this game. Uh, so, you know, there was no playing to people's fucking egos and shit as they're leaving to go to jury house. No jury house. America voted on the winner altogether. Like, the, the cast had nothing to do with the the winner, which kind of sucked because when I realized that America was going to be the one voting and then you saw who was left, you knew the young white girl was going to win because it's young white girls that are voting for shit like this on the internet, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that kind of killed it, but uh, it was pretty cool. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I thought it was fun. That's it. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was all right. I remember liking it enough. Yeah. And then we I watched... I uh, did that again. Right before... I remember they would, uh, since it was only on the internet back then, and, like, they would let... Leaving all the swearing and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah. They swore like yeah. It was pretty good as far as swearing went. Like they they would just swear yeah. in the diary room during competitions. At one point, even Julie swore at the end, uh, like <laughs> on the season finale or whatever. She said something about you guys got like some potty mouths or whatever, and then she's like, "But you know, that's what you get with the internet." Shit. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> but it was pretty good. <laughs> And then uh, right before we came on the air tonight, Nick and I also finished up. We watched the entire second season of Celebrity Big Brother on CBS All Access. Yeah, that was the Tom Green one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, only, it was pretty good. Like, I thought it was yeah. another good, solid run. I mean, nothing – it wasn't too long. I think it was another, like, 11, 12 episodes. But, uh, I, yeah, it was fun. Unfortunately, like, the winner was probably the least famous person in the house. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, that's I thought Tom something. Green deserved to win that, but Ava Marie looks so fucking good throughout that whole Ooh. run, Mike Dow. <laughs> oh, I love Ava Marie. Like, she she had, like, I, uh, I, get, I get it. She looks a little plasticky, but I don't care. I'm way into it. Mm-mm. She does. <laughs> she looks so good. She looks really good. She looked really good on this season, like just, you know, lounging around in sweatpants and shit, which she had like this nice purple hair. Oh, my God. She looked yeah. amazing. <laughs> Lolo Jones is crazy as fuck. Uh, the lady <laughs> yeah, that won is. the fucking Big Brother is crazy as fuck. Uh, Why is Lolo crazy? She is so oh my god paranoid about everything. At one point, she got jealous because Ryan Lochte was hanging out with the guy that hosts Cupcake Wars, and she's like, "That's supposed to be." <laughs> she goes, "That's supposed to be my homie." Like, why is he hanging out with Cupcake Wars guy? And then I turned to Nick. I was like, I would never bang a girl that said a homie. Like, there's just no way that would ever happen. Well, apparently you're yeah. not the only one because she's still a virgin, right? Even though she's like 50 and she's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, that's what <laughs> As she of said on the show. show yeah. But I don't know. That was a couple years ago. Who knows by now? But, um, but yeah, she's crazy as fuck. I thought Tom Green was awesome on that show. Like, not he that was. Tom Green. He's so likable. He was awesome, like, just such a nice dude, like, really level-headed, not the weird 90s Tom Green, just a just a pretty fucking normal Tom Green. But then when people weren't around, he was weird. You would see him, like, <laughs> yeah. just, like he'd pick up boxes of cereals, and then he would just fly around the kitchen and making bird noises, or he'd sing <laughs> songs about, like, doing the dishes, and, like, but then when people were around, he was just real level-headed. He never got... Because there was a couple times where, like, people flipped out on him. And he was just like, you know, just it's just a game. Just calm down. Like, there's no reason. We're just playing a game. I'm sorry that you're personally hurt, but, we're, you know, we're just playing a game here. <laughs> yeah, like, he's very Canadian about it. <laughs> yeah, he's very he's friendly. Polite. Yeah. Yep. I, really wish, I, I really wish he would have won. Ricky Williams, too. Like, I was pulling for him at the end. He got to the final, too. But then he lost unanimously to the lady who did nothing but be crazy the whole season. So, so Ricky Pride. So Ricky Williams, uh, running back, made it all the way to the end. Yep, he was another exactly. dude. Like you could tell, that dude's smart as fuck, man. Like he at least. Yeah, he's really cool. I like yeah. Ricky Williams a lot. He was awesome. Remember, he did that commercial for like Madden back in the day, where he, he called people Chumpzilla, and that was oh, one of yeah. my trash <laughs> talk yeah. on fantasy for a while. Yeah, Chumpzilla. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Ricky Williams. Um, but you know what's weird hmm. is like Nick had no recollection of Tom Green. No, he has no recollection of Tom I think Tom yeah, Green is true. pretty much you know, going to make the cut. You guys don't watch Freddy Got Fingered every week? No. <laughs> Daddy, do you want some <laughs> we, sausage? Daddy, do you want we some should have, sausage? We should do a regular bit on this show. Like, uh, I don't know what we could call it. Nick comes on and we just name famous people and she tries to tell us what they're famous for. <laughs> yeah, that would be good because she won't know. But, like, the thing that hurts is, like, we're about the same age. So Tom Green is in her wheelhouse as a young adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, early 20s. Like, that's when Tom Green was popular. MTV was very mm-hmm. popular back then. And there yeah. wasn't a lot to choose from. So Tom Green was every fucking where. Like, I loved yeah. Tom Green back in the day. Like, I loved the Tom Green yeah. show. I liked that guy, Glenn. Remember, uh, I thought him. He yeah, was Glenn cool. was, he was very funny on SNL. You remember that episode where he uh, he painted the hood of his parents' car with like a lesbian sex scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
was so good. Then there was the episode where he was just following that pizza delivery guy around and then just running up to the door like five seconds before and telling the dude, like, I'll sell it to you for half price. What do you want on it? He'd have, like, a tackle box full of toppings. I don't know. I love Tom Green. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I was pulling for him. I like that dude. Yeah, he was cool. I thought he was going to be like, I was like, oh, Tom Green, he's going to be so annoying. Because I even said to Nick, like, on the first episode, they come in, and only half of them are there. And he's talking to Eva Marie, and now they call her Natalie Eva Marie on the show, but he was calling her Natalie. So he's like, Natalie, they have sandwiches. Would you like a sandwich, Natalie? Natalie, would you like a sandwich? And I'm like, see, this is the shit he does. Like, I'm like, he just repeats, like, stupid shit over and over again. And I'm like, you don't remember this dude at all? No, nah, I don't remember him. I'm like, you don't remember Bum is on my lips? You don't remember that song? No, nah, oh, that song is that. so good. Yeah. None of it. Jay. She doesn't remember any of the Tom Green. I was like, he was, I said, he was so famous for a while, he married Drew Barrymore. I'm like, that's how popular that guy was. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. big time famous for a while, years. Yeah. He's one of but our biggest one nutted celebrities. Yeah, he he only mentions having one nut about a hundred times during Celebrity Big Brother. He sure did. Yeah, he brings it up a lot. It was frequent. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was going to suck, but no, I enjoyed it. Because I rarely mention on the show that I have three nuts. Like I rarely oh. bring that up. Yeah, that's but. the first time. Because I'm going to bring it up every week now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Tuffy, you still there, Tuffy? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, Tuffy. Uh, have, you been Tuffy. Tuffy? have you been watching uh, Twin uh, Peaks? Yeah, yeah, a lot of Twin Peaks this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, a global pandemic in a forced shelter-in-place order does not get Tuffy to watch Twin Peaks. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to watch <laughs> it. Go to watch. I saw the other day on Twitter, I had missed it, but apparently it was Twin Peaks Day, and there was a watch-along going on with Kyle MacLachlan and Madam, or Madam Abchek, or whatever her name is. Oh, Matchonomic. So, so they were, yeah, they were watching <laughs> Twin Peaks and then live-tweeting shit about it. Hey, now. Might as well look that up. Yeah. So I'm sure Tuppy was tweeting along with them guys. Oh, oh yeah. All day. Yeah. <laughs> So Tuffy, nothing though. Right. Watching? I watched WrestleMania. Oh yeah, let's talk WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. That took two nights of my life away. <laughs> uh, all right. So night one, it opens up right away with uh, my beloved Kabuki Warriors losing to Bliss and Nikki Cross, as I predicted, and then they lost to him again on SmackDown tonight. So I'm guessing the Kabuki Warriors are done. They're just going to be breaking them up, probably. So that sucks. Well, maybe they'll start feuding with each other then. No, I think they're going to put Kyrie on SmackDown um, and let her be a single over there. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it was a fine match. It was fine. But, you know, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what was after that? King Corbin versus Elias? I did not watch that. I went and made dinner. Tuffy, did you like mm. that? Yeah, I skipped that one too. <laughs> yeah, Larry. All right, I love Corbin. Uh, nothing. It was just you know bullshit. I think it was like surprise roll up 
or something for a pin type of match, one of them deals. I don't even know what the fuck. Man, I, I saw the end of it. Uh, Corbin got caught by the ref holding Elias's tights, and then while he was arguing, Elias surprise rolled him up and grabbed his tights or something. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Uh the next match was Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch. And I'm going to be honest with you, I do not remember watching this match. I don't know if I missed it. <laughs> like the next, the, I think Monday during Raw, I was like, I don't even think I watched Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. I, I was shocked that it was third on night one. Like we were thinking it might be even a main event, you know? Yeah. Third on yeah. Night one. Uh, the match yeah. was fine. I mean, Shayna needs to be in there with somebody who can really go. And Becky's solid in the ring, but she's not great. You know, she's fine, but she's not, like, next level or anything. So it was an okay match. Um, but I was a little surprised a little surprised Becky won. Tuffy, uh, how, how do you feel about Becky winning? Were you all right with that? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> What's the reasoning behind that? Like, they built Shayna Baszler for months now. Yeah, yeah I think they're – I think they're going to stick with her and Baszler as a feud, but it seems like Rousey's going to be coming back soon. Because mm. she's doing a bunch of interviews, and she's been tweeting about wrestling and saying how uh, the fans didn't appreciate her and um, stuff about she helped, the, she elevated the women's division, and she wasn't appreciated. So I, I think she's working, you know, already. So I'm guessing the next time they face each other, maybe Rousey will come in and interrupt or something. So... I don't know. Yeah, go after Becky Lynch. Yeah, so I'm guessing if, if Rousey didn't come back, Shayna probably would have beat her. But now since Rousey's probably coming back sooner than later, they'll probably just have her drop it to Rousey, you know. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I, I just saw a note that WWE has announced they are returning to live tapings on Monday. Okay. Like a live audience? I don't know with an audience, but at least with live tapings. So. Uh, well, I thought weren't wasn't Raw normally live? Uh, but they've been taped these last few weeks. All these matches these last couple of weeks have all been taped, like oh. in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be SmackDown kind of into Raw. Yeah, th- these were all like taped weeks ahead of time. So this would be the. First live taping, so oh, okay. interesting. All right, something. Um, so yeah, Becky beat Shayna. Oh, then, then we then, got Daniel. Oh, Daniel Bryan no. and Sami Zayn was that next? Yeah, that was. Well, I don't know. According to this list, I'm looking at. I don't know if this is the okay. order. I was uh, disappointed. I was really looking forward to that match, and it just kind of was nothing memorable. It's just yeah. like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll great? be honest with you. I li- or I watched probably ninety percent of WrestleMania on mute because you know Nick was <laughs> in the room and I kind of had my iPad just playing it while we were watching a movie or whatever and it helped. It honest to God made it better <laughs> not hearing the empty thuds and turnbuckles and guys breathing. Like it, it was better to watch it muted. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I watched a lot of it on mute too. Fast forwarded some. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, then the next match was the single tag team match, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, Jimmy Uso. Yeah, this was weird. I don't know, wasn't it supposed to be a triple threat tag team, but just the other three couldn't make it because of the coronavirus, or 
Why was Wyoming it Pingles? had something to do with Miz. Miz pulled out or something. Uh, okay. I thought I saw that on Twitter like Sunday morning that Miz wasn't going to show up for whatever, whatever. But then I'm thinking like, didn't you guys film this already? But this <laughs> match was really good. This was very good. You, you um, had Jey Uso, Morrison, and uh, Kofi, and it was really good for a ladder match. Yeah, so. I guess. You know, more of the yeah, was, I can't get up the rungs type of thing. <laughs> but it was quite entertaining. Uh, big fan. Uh, Tuff, then it says, Tuffy, do you like, do you like the ladder match, Tuffy? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Good ending. All right. Yeah. Uh, then we have like uh, something kind of different, I think. Yeah, if you don't remember, Larry, uh, Kofi and uh, Iso were fighting for the belt, and they dropped it, and Morrison got it at the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> so. Mm. I don't even remember. All right. They all had the thing the belts are hanging on, and then when he fell, he pulled the belts off. But yeah, right. so. yeah, yeah, no. Then we had like Mojo Raleigh winning the belt. I don't know. Oh, uh, the twenty-four-seven. Yeah, I, I think I think they need to retire the twenty-four-seven, right? I mean, it had a nice uh, It's I not entertaining. It's yeah, I don't know. Like when Mojo Raleigh and that other who was that other guy like Brent Burns or who the fuck had it last week? <laughs> Riddick Moss. Oh, Riddick Moss. Yeah. Yeah. And now like Gronkowski's we... your twenty-four-seven champion. He wins it on yeah. night two. Fuck the so Gronk. He was yeah. terrible, by the way. Yes. Yes, he was. He, he was terrible. <laughs> it, it was weird. Um, I think after that, uh, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. I thought this was a good match. Yeah, this was a really yeah. good match. Yeah. It first ended with the DQ, and then uh, Owens says, no, 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 get back here. <laughs> We're not leaving like that. So they fight more, and, and Owens jumps off the WrestleMania sign. That's impressive. Yeah. How's this for a WrestleMania moment, bitch? That's what he said. That was pretty good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah I really like that. Yep, that was fun. I, I didn't and Owens that. won. Yeah. Yep, Kevin Owens won, which was odd. Seth Rollins doesn't usually lose at WrestleMania, and Kevin Owens usually loses all the time anymore, so it was a weird thing. Uh, after that, Goldberg and Braun Strowman. Yes. This match Puffy. was weird. How did you feel about Braun and, Str- and uh, Goldberg? Um, I guess it's nice that Braun won the title. Yeah. But, and... like, these matches are dumb. Yeah, this match, with Goldberg. the problem I had with it, if, if this would have been fine on its own, but then in night two, the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, it's the exact yeah. same match. Uh, Goldberg Maybe hits forgot Braun. that he already did that the night before. Yeah, yeah. Goldberg hits Braun with three finishers, Braun kicks out, then Braun hits Goldberg with three finishers and wins. And they did the exact same thing with Lesnar and McIntyre. It was like, what the fuck? So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad Brian has a belt. That's all. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad Is Goldberg, Goldberg like not belt. able to do a whole match these days. No. Yeah, I think he can only go like three minutes tops. So. Yeah. But if you Goldberg? want to see a great Goldberg match, though, go back and watch the one he had with Lesnar at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. It was only like four or five minutes, but it was so good. Even though it was like just a, you know, they weren't quite just spamming finishers, but it was still very good. Remember when Brock just jumped over his head? 
when he came in for the spear, he just jumped right over him. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. All right. And then uh, the final match Saturday night. Oh AJ yeah. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker in a Boneyard right. match. We got to talk about this. All right. <laughs> All right. So they they filmed this. Now, now again, this is genius because uh, Undertaker can't work in the ring anymore. You know, he's so right. hobbled and old, and he looks terrible in the ring. So like, we're going to make this a cinematic match, a Boneyard match. So it's like a movie, a little movie. Jank would love it. It's a little movie. He would have busted out a quesadilla. He could have sat down and enjoyed a little bit. <laughs> and nice. so at, the, at the beginning, the first thing we see is this hearse arriving in the boneyard area. Yeah. And these two dudes in, in, uh, in robes get out, and they open up the back. They pull out a coffin. You're like, oh, Dead Man Undertaker is arriving. I yeah. see you no, they open up, and it's AJ Styles. <laughs> he yep. jumps out, and he's laughing. And right from there, I was hooked. I'm like, all right, I'm back. I was, too. <laughs> like, he just set up, and he's like, woohoo, I'm back, or whatever the fuck yeah. he said. But I was like, all right, this is going to be all right, then. Yeah, AJ's good as a heel, man. He's good as a face, but he's also very good as a heel. So, uh, mm-hmm. so then we see The Undertaker riding in on his motorcycle. So we're getting uh, badass, American badass Undertaker. But we don't get yeah. the Limp Biscuit song, you know? Rolling, rolling. Yeah, we got it. It was Metallica. <laughs> it was some Metallica song. So he comes in on his motorcycle, and they start fighting all throughout the boneyard. And it's just like a movie fight, you know? Yeah. And uh, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it was goofy and cheesy, but it was fun, you know? It was yeah. fun. I loved it. Oh, I really did. Hilarious. I loved this match. I thought it was just great. Like, I thought, like you said, like, this is the way, if, you, if you're insistent upon shoving The Undertaker back in the matches this is like you need cuts you need breaks you need camera angles and that sort of thing and it, it just like i even thought the undertaker was great in there where like like you know he yeah. just kept shit talking him the whole time like you asked for this boy you sure you wanted yeah. this like he just kept saying shit like that to him as he beat him up they got on the roof at one point there's fire there's you know there's empty graves it was just like it was fun i liked it yeah toughy What'd you think? Yeah, I'm good. Paul Tuffy with the analysis. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, Saturday night, I forgot it was on, and then I turned it on at like 8.30. I was like, all right, we're just going to fast forward through a bunch of these matches because who cares? <laughs> but the Boneyard match, it was entertaining. And uh, Gallows and Anderson show up at one point, so people thought Kane would be showing up, and he never did. It was just Undertaker by himself. Um, yeah. I there is a point where AJ puts Undertaker in the grave and he's going to bury him with the dirt. And, uh, but Undertaker just appears behind him again, you know, like magically he does that stuff. I was wondering if they were going to bury him and then you'd see his fist come out. And when he came out of the dirt, he'd be dead man Undertaker. You know, yeah, I, thought, they were going to see, I like, thought that dirt. same thing. And that would have been cool too. I thought. Yeah. But instead they just had him pop in behind him, kind of like the phenom Undertaker or whatever. So uh, then they kept fighting and he eventually buries AJ and AJ, AJ gets his hand out of the dirt, and it's just sticking yeah. there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. It was good. Um, and you know that part where Undertaker breaks the window of the car? Yeah. I I guess he legit cut his arm. Yeah, like because it looks like he's sliced open. Like, it, his arm looks yeah. like there's a big flap. Yep. And he just yeah. keeps going about it, saying, look what you made me do. You, cut, you made me cut my arm. But I guess that was legit. So, you think they would have taken more precautions? 
it yeah, was fake being windows. that you knew he was going to break a window at one point. Why not get <laughs> yeah. a fake window like they do in, like, I don't know, the movies? Because remember when Goldberg and WCW got all fucked up because he punched the car window and he sliced up his arm and he was out for months? Yeah. Kind of. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, Boneyard match. Very impressed. Because uh, I like when WWE tries to do new things. And again, Larry, if you love the Boneyard match, you need to give credit to the, the guy who created all this cinematic stuff, Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. He's the guy. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the guy. Uh, thank you, Broken Matt Hardy, for not <laughs> making me hate an Undertaker match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so then uh, I thought night one was I, – I thought all, all WrestleMania, I enjoyed all of it. I thought it was all really – because I went in with having such low expectations. I thought it was going to be terrible. And I actually enjoyed a lot of – like the Owens-Rollins uh, was great. The, the ladder match was great. And the Boneyard match was great. So I, I was like, oh, all right, I like this. This was good. So, yeah. All right. So then night two kicks off. We got Liv Morgan and Natalya on the kickoff. Yeah, I didn't you see know, that. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't see Liv Morgan and Gulak. On the, did you see uh, Cesaro bust out the UFO, though, on Gulak? Yeah. Well, I don't know what that means. Uh, you put them up in an airplane spin on your shoulders, but then you let go of them, and you keep spinning, so they're just on your shoulders, even though you're not holding them, and you keep spinning with them. And oh, it's cool. no, I didn't, I didn't notice it, no. Yeah, no one in the WWE has done that move in forever. He used to do it on the independent scene, so that was like the first time anyone's done it in WWE. So it was pretty cool to see, but... Um, I just saw the clip of it. I didn't see the match. But uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, what was the first match uh, night two? Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, and this match went on for about two hours and nine minutes. But this match it was, was really so good. long. Ah. I think this was. I think this was the best match of the two nights in terms of wrestling. Oh no! Like this, no! 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 Oh yes, yes, nah. it's very good. And if, nah. and if you had your volume up, uh, you could hear them grunting and yelling. Oh, it, it was. I don't want to hear them grunting. Oh, yeah, I want to hear him grunting. <laughs> yeah, that's. Odd. I want to. I want to hear Ripley grunting. Um, but uh, this this was two big meaty women slapping meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like a meaty woman. Though. Big, uh, uh, big E. They asked him what he his favorite type of matches, and he goes, "I like big meaty men slapping meat." <laughs> <laughs> Like that's like that's why he said his his dream match would be him and Goldberg, just big meaty men slapping meat. So this is two big meaty women slapping meat. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, both real big strong ladies, just going at it. It was great. And Charlotte won. People were like upset that Charlotte won, but I think they told a good story. She actually worked the leg, unlike when she beat Oscar at WrestleMania. She didn't work the leg at all. Just puts her in the figure eight and Oscar taps. At least she worked the leg the entire match, and so she got the tap. But it, it opens up a lot more stuff because Charlotte has no place in the main roster anymore. Everyone's sick of her. So you put her down in NXT, she's got a bunch of new matchups she can do, and I think it's a lot better. So, I don't know. Yeah, Tuffy? I don't know. Tuffy? Yeah, I don't watch NXT, so whatever. I mean, do you think, <laughs> what did you think of this match, though? Were you blown away by it, or was it like, you know, let's get to the end of this already? No, it was very Yeah, hard. more the second, because I'd already watched the whole night. I mean, a fast-forwarded night, but still, night of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was very good. And uh, uh, so, so NXT update, Larry. This week they had a ladies' ladder match to determine the number one contender, and my girl Io Shirai won. So she'll be facing Charlotte for the title. That's a hell of a match, Io and Charlotte. 
but you know, better win <laughs> if they have Charlotte Theater. I'll be outraged. Why? Why would Charlotte lose already? Yeah, that's the thing that's worrying me. <laughs> but they already had EO lose to Shayna, so I don't know if they have her lose again. It's like, oh my god. But what if Charlotte doing? loses the belt, then there's really no reason for her to be in NXT anymore. The only reason to keep her down yeah. there is because she's the champ. Well, I don't, I don't think they're going to match up right away. You know, I think it's going to be probably a month or so down the line. So Charlotte could be on TV a lot, and then maybe the first time they fight, there's a DQ or something. You know what I mean? But eventually, yeah. EO has to get that belt. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. There was like there was a lot of guys this week on Raw from NXT. I never heard of any of them. They all came up to wrestle, and I'm like, who's that guy? Who's that? Who's that? I have no idea. Like I don't even um, remember who was on. I don't either. Like I I can't remember. Okay. I think Andrade fought somebody. You know, Andrade fights every week. But there was like three but or I four think like NXT I... people. Diano Palazzo came up or something. Diano Palazzo. Yeah. It's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's been up before. Uh, Oscar beat her on Raw before. Um, I think Austin Theory, was he up there? Oh, yeah. Austin Theory was one of the other dudes. Yeah. You said he was going to be the next John Cena or something? Yeah, like if you look at young Cena, remember when he was the prototype? That's basically Austin Theory. uh, Uh, Yeah, I I saw it on WrestleMania this week. Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, let's talk about that, yeah. Yeah. That, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, all right, so after – what's the next match here? Alistair Charlotte, Black and Bobby Lashley? Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't, yeah I, there's no reason for that to be at WrestleMania. There wasn't even a storyline going into it. It's just we could have cut that. Yeah, didn't need that. Yeah. And then after that came Otis and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> yeah. Now, this match would have been be way good. better if there was a crowd. You know, yeah. Crowd they, begin. Yeah, they needed a crowd for this one. But basically, Mandy Rose came out and saved Otis, and then uh, Otis just picked her up after the match and kissed her and walked her off. How about oh, that? He was so sweaty. <laughs> it was, I felt so bad for her. And, and they've been doing this. Uh, like Otis has way been into Mandy Rose for years. When they were both on NXT, he would always call her his peach and stuff. So this angle has been building for years. So it's pretty pretty nice to see it. You know what I felt really bad for is, like, right after the match, like, he's so sweaty, and he just got done wrestling, and he's holding her, and they're, like, face-to-face. You know he's breathing hard in her face, and it can't smell good because he just wrestled for 20 minutes. It's not like he threw a piece of gum in there before he picked her up or whatever. He's breathing in her face, and then he's sweating, and she's holding him, and she's got to kiss that. Ah! Uh, who had it worse? Mandy Rose with Otis or that girl with Dean Martin in Cannonball Run 2? Uh, Mandy Rose. <laughs> D. Martin wasn't sweaty. He had pajamas on, I think, or maybe a nice leisure suit. All right. Uh, after that came Edge versus Randy oh. Orton in a last talk about a, a, a match that lasted too long. Here we go. Oh my God! Yeah. Holy shit! This match was so Holy long. <laughs> I wanted Edge to retire again in the middle of it. I was like, just retire, yeah. just please. This is the last oh, man standing match, so those matches are always long to begin with because, you know, you've yeah. got to get a 10 count, so it goes on forever. But this was excessive. Um, and so they went through all the performance center fighting and all over the place in the parking lot and everything. There were some good spots. I liked everything they did. I mean, they really sold it as a fight. Uh, good on them. But I think it clocked in at 38 minutes. It's too long. Yes. It was too long. Way too long. 
you know. Like maybe 25 minutes would have been long. Maybe but fine. 15 minutes would have been fine. <laughs> but last minute standing, you usually have to make it bigger than that. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. 38 minutes. <sighs> Tuffy, did you fast forward throughout this match? Or? Uh, yeah. Here's the other thing I don't get is, so at the very beginning, and this is why, like, finishers don't mean shit anymore either, because at the very beginning of the yeah. match, like, Randy Orton's pretending like he's the cameraman outside the yeah. ring, yeah. and he just sabotages Edge with an RKO. Now, Edge is almost yeah. dead at this point. Well, So then the match starts, and he RKOs him again. Now, Edge is dead, pretty much, but then two minutes later, he's fine. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about the finishing moves, Larry. You can't just hit a guy with the finisher and you magically win. The finisher is you wear him down for a while, then you hit him with the finisher, and it kills him too much. They can't recover. You know? But right. you have to wear him down. If you just hit I him with the you. finisher out of the gate, you're not going to end it. You know? But, like, I don't know. What I'm saying is, is, like, sometimes he'll... Like, let's say Edge was just in there. It's Edge Appreciation Night, and he gets RKO'd. <laughs> They're sending him out on a stretcher. But he gets RKO'd in a match, and he's okay 45 seconds later. Well, it's the adrenaline. This is WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's a and then, like, the other thing I was order. thinking of is, like, wonder what day this was that they filmed this. Like, do you think this was, like, just a Tuesday? And You know what I mean? Did they have lunch in the middle of that, or was that all one take? In- interesting note. Uh, no, they, it, they it was all filmed at – they were supposed to film it during the day. And then the plans got changed. They had to do it at night, and that required them changing some stuff because they went out in the parking lot and stuff. There were some things they didn't do or something. I don't know. But they just filmed it all that one night. But the interesting note about this uh, SmackDown match tonight, Asuka and Kyrie losing again to Bliss and Cross, they filmed this match before the WrestleMania match. So, like, they came out tonight as the champions before they actually won the belts. You know what I mean? Oh, because <laughs> they, they had to, they didn't have the set and everything ready for the WrestleMania, so they just filmed all the SmackDown stuff first, and then they did the WrestleMania. But hmm. anyway, so that's got to be weird. But uh, yeah, all in all, like I thought, Edge represented himself well for being forty six years old. He still looks yeah. really good, and there was some. <clears throat> I liked everything they did. Like I liked, I liked the, the DDT, DDT spot on the off the truck. Yeah, yeah that yep. was pretty awesome. That was great. I thought so, that was risky for a guy that's had triple fusion neck surgery right yeah. off maybe his second match back. Let's DDT him onto a truck, but all right. Did you watch the Edge 24 thing they did? Yeah, I or watched the, it. Yeah, I watched that yesterday. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that yeah, quite a bit. And there's a good bit of Beth Phoenix in there, so that's <laughs> that's never yep. a bad thing. <laughs> so what's up next? Uh, Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. There's that Austin Theory guy again. Yeah, this was fun. I mean, it's quite good that the Street Profits won, but again, this really wasn't a WrestleMania worthy. It wasn't a feud or anything no. going on, just a match together. This could have been they the did the exact show. same thing the next night on Raw, except yes. that, Bianca Belair the, and Zelina Vega had a match or whatever in a six-man. Yeah, the, the, the big news out of this is Bianca came down after the match, and so basically she's on Raw now. So that's good. She's really good. So they should be pushing her. So, but, um, whatever happened to Ember Moon? She uh, ripped her Achilles. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, we got uh, Bailey versus oh. Sasha versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina versus Naomi. 
I like this match. I thought it was, yeah, I thought I it was didn't, pretty big. I didn't hate nice, this match. Yeah. I thought the way it was booked was nice. Tuffy, what would you think of the five-way? Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I think people were a little uh, angry because they wanted Sasha to win, but it looks like what they're doing is building to make Sasha the face. And it'll be Sasha versus Bailey at SummerSlam, hopefully. But So if, as long as they do that, then it was fine. But if they don't do that, then fuck WWE again. <laughs> I wanted Lacey Evans to win. I don't know why. No. I just did. Huh. She's terrible as a face. Yeah. She's great as a heel. Terrible. If she's going to be a face, they need to totally change her character and put her, you know, the uh, Liberty Bell from Glow. You know, just make her that way. Yeah, lady. something like that. Yeah. That would make more so. sense. But, yeah, that match was fine. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, John Cena. Yeah, here we go. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, this was great. <laughs> yes, the, the Firefly Funhouse match, this was the single greatest thing I've ever seen WWE do. <laughs> it was so <laughs> smart, so well written, so just so everything was great about it. It was so creative, and like, holy fuck, was this good. And then right away I hear Larry crapping on it. On the I hated it. Saying, I fucking fuck. <laughs> Listen, it's basically I get it. WWE's Twin yeah. Peaks. I understand. Listen, that's fucking fine and everything in a sense. But here's the thing. <laughs> it, it may, th- there's no sense to it. it at least the Undertaker-AJ no, match. No, there's not. There's amazing Listen, sense to it. No, there isn't any sense to it. Because people don't just disappear <laughs> and then come back as other people in oh, wrestling matches. At least oh, in the no. AJ Styles, like that's a real thing. Like, oh, I could punch you into a coffin oh. and all that kind of shit. Oh, so really, when Undertaker was in the in the grave, he could just disappear and appear behind AJ Styles with a bunch of light <laughs> shining through. There's, there's thirty guys in black costumes who come out of a barn with big shining lights through. What the fuck, you? you uh, yeah, somebody, yeah, thirty guys <laughs> could walk out of a barn. Yes, that could happen. Yeah, yeah, with with big spooky light shining behind them. How did that happen? <laughs> you could put a light in a barn and have three, 30 people walk out, but you but can't not, make a guy change characters and jump time zones. Well, how did, how did he get out? Larry, it, you got to realize it's, it's like a film. It's like they're in a, they're in a mystical realm. They're in the Firefly Funhouse. Like an interdimensional it was terrible. It was, terrible. it was amazing. Amazing. No. No. Preach. Yeah, it was great. No. Yeah, it was terrible. I just don't get it. Best like, part of WrestleMania. How can you? How can that be the thing you don't like? Say, oh, it's not real. They couldn't really do this. Really? Because like, it, uh, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't fucking like it. But, but, this is the best thing are... the Fiend has done since he started. Yeah. But that's not saying this... much. Like he no, never does is. anything all that great. This is so good. Basically, the match is John Cena goes in the Firefly Funhouse. And Bray Wyatt attacks him mentally by going through all his whole career. And what he's doing is he's subtly telling John Cena, you're not a hero. You're not the guy you claim to be. You're actually a bully. You're the guy who buries all this other talent. You're not the hero. I was the hero. Bray Wyatt, I was the hero trying to get change. And you buried me. You prevented that change that the fans wanted. You're a creep. You're a heel. And then they show him as Hollywood Cena coming out to the NWO. That was great. That was great. And, and they're having Bray Wyatt like reenact all these famous, like uh, the way, uh, what's his face? I'm blanking on his name. Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> the way he hit Hollywood Hogan. Like Bray did it word for word like that. And, uh, oh, it was so good. 
so good. And at the end, Bray Wyatt beats him, and he, and he buries him. Because John Cena realizes at the end, holy fuck, I really am a fraud. And uh, Bray Wyatt just fucked him over mentally and, and beat him. It was great. Loved it. Loved it. Coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say something else great yeah, about it. It was great. <laughs> but don't, uh, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Come on, think, Larry. I, I understand, Mike Dell. When somebody doesn't agree with you, then they're wrong. But I didn't fucking like it. Lance didn't like it either. We had a we text back and forth about it, how fucking stupid it was. But it's so like WWE finally does something smart and clever and like uh, No, that's the AJ Styles Undertaker match. That was smart and clever and different. This was just fucking this was this way was just, better than that. This was nonsense. It was just nonsense. No, this is this is like good literature, and what you're watching is uh, Beverly Hills Bunts over there. On, All right, well, I'll watch Bunts, and you can go read your literature. <laughs> the, Boneyard, the Boneyard match is good, good stuff for dumb guys, and you're celebrating it. Like, oh, that's better. Yeah, it's good to be dumb. Yeah, great. Whatever you listen to, it. it's your world. We all just live in it. It's your opinion on everything, and everybody else is wrong if they don't agree with you. Try harder. Try harder to understand All right. Things. Yeah, I really want to try harder on wrestling. But that's the thing. That's why they they never elevate it. Because people like you say, oh, I don't want to think hard. I don't want to think. I just want to think. Well, I'm not the one on the fan council giving my opinions on things. (laughs) So they don't care what I think. This is how the LCS Civil War started. (laughs) My God, it's like God forbid you disagree with Mike Dell. He gets so butthurt about it. You can disagree. But the reason you're disagreeing makes no fucking sense. It was corny and campy, and I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't campy, though. That's the thing. Uh, all right. Whatever. <laughs> Next. All right, are we done? The final match, the final match was just Brock Lesnar and uh, Drew McIntyre, right? Yeah, we're done. Yes, we are done. Yeah, Don't even talk about that match. one. The exact same match as Braun Strowman and Goldberg. The exact same fucking match. But at least Drew won, so that's nice. Yeah. Something. And then, of course, on Raw, uh, apparently Big Show came in afterwards and challenged him. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, Big Show hasn't been around for years. He comes, like, every 15 months he comes out, and now he's challenging for the belt. Well, I think they just want to hype up his... uh, Netflix show, the big show show. But, uh, so I don't know. Uh, one out of ten, Tuffy. What would you give WrestleMania the two nights? Uh, six. Six. Larry. I don't know. Probably five. I give it an eight. I really enjoyed it because I thought the Boneyard match was really uh, again <laughs> interesting and creative. Firefly Funhouse was great. Charlotte Rhea was great. The ladder match was great. Rollins-Owens. Um, I don't know. I, it was way better. I think the fact that I had such low expectations going in, but I really was blown away by the Boneyard and Funhouse because I think that could be signaling a new trend in where they go from here. My only worry is the fact that these two things were so successful and so popular is if we know anything about WWE is that they take something good and just beat it into the ground until it's annoying. So I'm sure we'll have a Boneyard match every, like, couple weeks there'll be a boneyard match now and uh, i think what i was disappointed with with raw or with wrestlemania was 
I thought they had an opportunity to make a lot of matches better by editing things and putting them together differently as opposed to just recording live matches. So it was just like watching Raw for the last month because there's no crowd and there's no there's no different feel to it other than they said it's WrestleMania. The banner on the ring yeah. says WrestleMania or whatever. But if they would have edited more things, I would have been happier with it. Like, I don't know. It was... I don't know. I would have liked more boneyard shit as opposed to more just guys in the ring wrestling each other straight up. But I think if you had more boneyard shit, then the boneyard shit wouldn't be a special, you know? So I think right. one I, night... I'm not saying you have to, like, film it like a movie type of thing. Like, there was a thing a couple of weeks ago where, like, it looked like Baron Corbin pushed Elias off this balcony or something. Do you remember this? It happened on SmackDown or something? Yeah. But it was clearly just watch. shit they edited together, like like shit like that. I would have liked to see more stuff like that, where it looked like it was in the live match, but you know something absurd happens where the guy doesn't really have to break his leg to pull this off, but it looks like he broke his leg. I don't know. All right. It was just it was just raw. That's all it was. It was just fucking. Yeah, but I mean, under the circumstances, I mean, I think it was pretty good. Um, it was. How, how'd, right. you feel, how'd you feel about the two nights? I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I would agree. have liked the two nights to be a little shorter. Yes. Yeah. But still. like I, th- I thought night one kind of flew by. But like we said, there's about four matches they could have just cut out and no one would have missed them. You know? No. We didn't they, need Lashley, uh, Alistair, Black. No but I, I think that. for the, I think two nights should be how they do it from now on. Tuffy, did you like the two nights better than the one eight-hour show? <laughs> uh. Nah, I mean, it doesn't need to be eight hours is the point. Yeah. <laughs> but they try to I'd fit like everybody I'd say like two and a half know. each night. I think, yeah, or three a night, fine. Three hours a night, fine. But, uh, um, so there you go. Ne- next year, it's supposed to be in Hollywood if we're, you know, the world's still around. It's going to be in Hollywood. So. Yeah. Um, I guess The Rock. Mm-hmm. Hogan. Hollywood Hulk. The other bad news back. is the XFL folded, so Vince is, you know, yeah. all the way back. Yeah, they announced today that the XFL folded. So Now, how was that doing yeah, rating-wise before the pandemic? Like, were people watching I that? Think, I think the ratings were actually pretty decent, especially in certain mm-hmm. markets. Uh, like in Seattle, I think they were very popular. Dad's got to kill him even more. Is like he might have had a shot at like keeping this going for a couple years. Yeah, like I mean, it wasn't going to rival the NFL popularity, but it was going to be. I think it would have been successful. It it was. It seemed to be doing okay, you know. But Hmm. uh, at least, but it was only on for like three weeks, you know. So like maybe by the end of the season, the eight week season, everyone had been tired of it. But who knows? Yeah. But. uh, do you think the belt? So, like, do you think they had a belt as the title? Like, if you won the league, you got a belt for your team. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I heard they're gonna rip you guys off and do smoking jackets. Yeah, probably. Mm. Bastards. <laughs> They'll probably be watching Beverly Hills Bunts when they wear them. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Anything else to discuss? I don't think it is after it is after eleven. Larry needs to get to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So venture out into that real world tomorrow. Are we going to watch Cannonball Run three next week? 
Yeah. Speed's on. Yeehaw. <laughs> Tell you, make sure you watch wait. this on YouTube. Yeah, I'll watch free this one talk. probably. Oh, free. wow, look at that. That's free. John yeah. Candy. Not to ruin it, but I believe Ebert also gave this one zero stars. So. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, even more. I, mean, I was going to... I was going to start Twin Peaks this week, but I'll watch uh, Speed Zone instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. And then uh, uh, Flea Market Fantasy coming up will be uh, Teen Titans. Uh, Jolie is back on to talk Teen Titans. Yeah. And after that, uh, I believe our buddy Pork Carrot will be joining us the week after. Um, Doing Jungle Action 10. The Black Panther. <laughs> oh. Jungle Action? That was a comic book? Yeah. Like, that's where, uh, if you ever heard of the Rage of the Panther storyline, the real famous Black Panther storyline, that, that was all in Jungle Action. And, uh, wow. 1904. Like, I think that it started out with, like, Kazar and those kind of people. And then, uh, oh, okay. Black Panther. That makes sense. What up, Kazar? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, otherwise, and uh, when's the big shield podcast? Uh, uh, it's coming any day I, now. I still haven't watched <laughs> Shield. I've just been doing nothing. <laughs> I rewatched the uh, the first two again this week. Nice. All right, I'll get on it. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Because, you know, I had to watch Meatballs twice this week for some reason. <laughs> Not once. <laughs> no. Twice. Two times. <laughs> Can't just have one uh, meatball. I love Chris Makepeace. <laughs> All right. So next week is, uh, you know, Cannonball Run 3. Because we can't find one. Uh, one Nine Books. You can get books there. If you want books, yep. they're there. Literature. Um, yep. <laughs> Tuffy's in the Hall of Fame now, so congrats to Tuffy. Congratulations, Tuffy. Yeah, congratulations, Tuffy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something. And then uh, at LCS Hockey, one nine two one two one. All right. <laughs> yeah. You want to follow Mike Bell? <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week. Until then, pass the gin governor. In my opinion, that sucked. Life sucks!
Thank you very much.